Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 681 with Nathan Aries. Controlling other people's budgets, like now it's my budget. Now it's, oh, if that one person is scheduled a little too long and that little too long adds up over the year. He was really breaking it down like that was 10 grand in our pocket that we lost that year that we could have cut. Like, yeah, you've got four bussers on right now. Do we really need four when we only need two? Like things like that. Just like, you know, uh, you know, Nate, food cost is at 34%. Yeah, you're doing great things, but we need to charge for it. We need to get it down to 28. We're breakfast. We're eggs. Now, now we're, we're monsters at that stuff. We, we know what our projections are. We know what we're hitting. I mean, like all that. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. If you like saving time and money, then you've got to check out both Beveger and Foodager.com. Here's how they save you that time and moolah. They empower you to count your entire bar inventory accurately in half the time. They make it so you never lose an invoice. Foodager and Beveger make it possible to place all of your orders at once. You can even order from any device straight from the vendor, which gets you those low, low rates. And lastly, you'll get real-time costing and sales analytics. To learn more, head over to Beveger.com or Foodager.com slash unstoppable. And if you use those links, you can save up to $200 on your POS integration. What are you waiting for? Everybody loves payday, am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash Unstoppable, And when you run your first payroll, you'll get your first three months free. Again, that's gusto.com slash unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Nathan Eries. Nathan, my man, are you feeling unstoppable today? Yes, I am. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Nice. I'm excited to have you here. So native of Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Nathan Eries was raised in Tucson, Arizona, where he got an early start working in some of Tucson's most well-known restaurant establishments. After a stint working in Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas's Sushi Samba, Eries made the move back to Tucson to partner with Brian Morris in opening Prep and Pastry. Six years later, the single location has scaled into the Aries Collective, which consists of three prep and pastry locations, a commoner and co and August Roads Market. I cannot wait to dive into your story to find out how you got to where you are today. But let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? Hospitality is a big word made up of small little actions. Nice. How does yeah. that resonate with you? Dive into that. Uh, you know, it. Hospitality is dead. Yeah. Everyone's, uh, you know, it's, it's just dead. Everyone yeah. hates each other. If you're being right. honest, I mean, you know, you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram and someone's chiming in on something. They don't like what someone's doing or someone said. Someone tweeted this. Hospitality is just like, it's just, it's gone. Well, it's just you, like, I don't think a lot of people in this industry know the actual definition of hospitality. When you ask people, like, what's the definition of hospitality? They're like, oh, like hotels and business. Yeah. 
And no. it's like, no. <laughs> it, it's just so much more than that. It's just so much more. It's, it's, it's you know, every, you know, uh, we really, you know, there's a, st- a stupid saying that we say a lot, you know, that we got from this big restaurant group, which we'll talk about later, I'm, I'm sure. Um, it's uh, the answer is yes. What is the question? Yes. You know, and it's just like, yeah, it's so stupid and it's so cheesy, but it's so true. I mean, it's just like, you know, if we don't have something, let's let's figure it out. Let's let's get it. Let's get something close. Yes. Um, and uh, really. You know, it's you know, it's not treating just one person like a VIP. It's it's treating everyone like a VIP. Absolutely. Now your VIPs might, yeah. Don't get well, me wrong. You might have a little extra, you know, something. But it, it, no one should, no one should be able to tell the difference between exactly. a VIP table and a normal table. Yeah, and you know, when you, when you actually look up the definition of hospitality, things like I can't remember the actual definition, but words like warmth, generosity, neighborliness. Yeah. Caring, like it, it's literally just being That's a good the big human one. person. Caring, exactly. Just care. It's be, it's being a neighbor. Yeah. It's being a friendly person. It's yeah. it's being considerate to others, and it's being welcoming, warming to anybody else. And like, and we just we we lost sight of the meaning of the word, right? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, awesome yeah. stuff. Great way to get this thing started. And uh, where does it make sense to start telling your story? When did you know this was going to be your path? When did you start really falling in love with this industry? You know, I, I started falling in love with this industry once I uh, um, my. Uh, I had one of my old bosses, Sam Fox, uh, mm. who's, you know, just sold his company for, I don't know, 600 million. Cheesecake like, Factory. Oh, yeah. Cheesecake yeah. Factory bought a portion of it. Oprah Winfrey bought a portion of it. Some East Coast, like, burger place bought a portion of it. Like, That's crazy. It's crazy numbers. So good for them. They worked hard. Yeah. I've never, um, but there's a gentleman that is Sam Fox's partner, uh, Regan Jasper. Um, the, that guy just cared about the hospitality, the knowledge, uh, about everything and it was my first eye opening like oh my gosh there's something there's something else outside of applebees you know when i was like 16 17 what was which was which restaurant were you working that was at? north, north. Uh, okay here it was uh north uh, which so this is, is one of the forest sam was that one of his restaurants oh that is okay yeah north right. uh, wildflower I, I was at wildflower that's his original first restaurant ever okay um, well not his first but i mean it was his first of the sam fox group so this was a uh, Re- regan jasper was his name regan jasper yeah and uh he's sam fox's partner he pretty much opens all the restaurants for sam okay sam's the face sam's the business um but regan is the the driving force behind why we do this um what is hospitality and also you know kind of like to have that many staff members and have that many restaurants and everybody drinking the juice. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you got to have someone there preaching yeah. it always. Well, I think and- this is one thing that I've definitely picked up on. Um, I, and like, and I'm kind of known for getting the person on the show who isn't necessarily like the celebrity, mm-hmm. but the person behind the scenes. Like oh, I yeah. had uh, ben, uh, Jeff Benjamin from uh, Vetri family of restaurants, right? Uh-huh. Everybody knows the, the Vetri name, Chef Vetri, yeah. but Ben is the guy that's the operations dude that's yeah. taking care of. He's the front of the house guy. And, yeah. and these people don't get the the, the credit they deserve. Uh, and not to say that he didn't get the credit, but what I'm saying is like, there's always somebody else, right? That oh, yeah. doesn't necessarily get the spotlight. And it was Octavio Mantilla from the Besh restaurant group that said, okay. you can accomplish anything in life so long as you don't mind who gets the credit. Which yeah, is so powerful. That's that's actually yeah. I'm about to copy that. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, man, what you, what's going through your mind as I'm sharing this? You know, actually that that quote right there. I mean, I was like, geez, you know, that's <laughs> that was like that was a good one. I was like, uh, it, that definitely stuck with me. And yeah. It's so powerful, and it's that mentality that it's not about the it's not about the credit. It's about yeah. it's about taking care of others, right? It, it if really you take is. care of others. Yeah. They'll take care of you. You can accomplish anything. Yeah, and you know, we we you know. To kind of jump into our stuff, um, we grew from you know one restaurant to you know five restaurants. Um, 
you know, six, we, we have the six already, pl- you know, planned out um, uh, really fast just because the teamwork and the team that, you know, um, just the, the people that have, you know, kind of just rode along with me since the, the down and the, uh, you know, the, the grinding in the, you know, the early days. And it's, it's all about your team. It's, mm. you know, as long as you got support. You, you really can you can really knock out anything. Yeah, and I can't yeah. wait to dive into some more of your lessons on how to build that team and how to keep people on staff. Because I was sitting here, I had breakfast here this morning, mm-hmm. got here two hours early, and uh, I'm talking to Flanders. And I can't remember his real name. But Kevin. Think, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, and he just had so many great things to say yeah. about you, which I'm sure will come to the surface later on. But let's go back. I pay him keeping, a lot. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Keeping it chronological. Um this was this like your first like major like big deal restaurant or were you did you have any major influences before uh, North Italia working for Sam? You know sushi samba. You know uh, out there that was before, or, that was after North, wasn't it? Uh, that was after North, yeah. Okay. But you know, really after that, I, I came back to Tucson and um, I was working under this restaurant group, uh, Metzger Family Restaurants, which was okay. Sam's. Uh, so uh, the uh, order of operation is North Italia, uh, sushi, sushi samba, samba, and then Metzger. Yeah, and then um. Uh, so that was Sam Fox's prodigy. Okay, that's where he, he was, came from. Yeah, gotcha. he was going to be the next Sam Fox. Everyone was talking about it, and uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I laugh about it all the time today because some of the people that I got hired with today are like Sam's like number twos. And uh, as I always joke around, like, man, I should have stayed. You know? um, <laughs> well, let's bring it back to uh, North Italia. Cause yeah. it seems like this is where you first yeah. really got impacted. Uh, you mentioned uh, Regan Jasper and his uh, desire just to, 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 you really learned hospitality from him. What else did you learn from this? I mean, we got to spend some more time talking about the Sam Fox restaurant group. Um, They've just done so much. You oh, must, yeah. There must be so many lessons here. Yeah. Dissecting that experience, how did they transform you? You know, they, they, they really showed the importance of the little things. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. If you look around my restaurant right now, there's every single sugar packet has four, 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 and four, and all the pinks face north. Mm. And it's just the littlest things. All the salt and pepper shakers, you know, salts are on the top and, uh, you know, on the right-hand side. It's just these little things. Um, uh, they, they really just focused. That's, and it sounds, again, it sounds so stupid, but, man, they really dove into that. But if you're focusing on the little things, after, like, after all the years of being with them, like, you, and you go to some restaurant, you know, that doesn't focus on the little things, you're like, oh my gosh, like, like, it hits you yeah, across the face. This is why we're not busy. This is why, I mean, it's just, and I mean, these guys blew up during the recession. I mean, these guys were just growing, growing, growing. It's because they were giving such a good, you know, experience. It was the, the experience. I mean, let's be honest. Anyone can crack eggs. Yeah. You know, it's eggs. Yeah. But it's the way you actually treat you know, like the little things. It's just every little thing added up, and um, that's the one thing that I really just it just stuck with Is me. Is there any science behind that that you're that you're aware of, like the the the, the effect of the little things and how that influences and why it influences us? Yeah, you know. I, I don't know, honestly. I'd be I'm, interested to dive deeper yeah. into that. If, if, if anybody out here listening to this knows the science behind that or knows the book and the science behind that, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like the compound effect of like the little things that, that you don't notice. You might not, you might not notice like you, you, the, the high road is what they call yeah. it. Like your conscious mind might not pick up on it, but it's the unconscious mind, the subtleties mm-hmm. where all these like little things compound and have a big effect on the end. I, I don't know exactly yeah. how to explain this, but I know it has something to do with that. I would love to dive in more, but um, what else do they do really well? You know, consistency. 
Okay. Uh, which is you know huge. So that's a good um, point. Like with consistency and all these little details, how did yeah. they make sure that the details stayed consistent? OSPs, uh, operating standard procedures, you know, sheets. It's just yeah. everything. You know, if you're going to go clean the bathroom, there's a sheet to tell you. What do the what, what do the sheets look like? It's just, I mean, literally, just imagine an Excel sheet with checklists. Yeah. It's not rocket science. I mean, it's just, and it, 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 it seems so simple, but it's so effective. How are they making sure these checklists are getting done? It's just, you know, um, you know, what we, well, I'll kind of dive yeah. into what we do now because yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it anymore because they're so big. Exactly. Um, um, but every uh, two hours, the manager goes around and signs off on the on the sheet that's you know Checks not and not in the ba- not in the bath it's not hanging up in the bathroom it's hanging in the service station yeah and um, they go through and uh, they'll sign off on yep. it and randomly one day I might just pop in and just check the sheets you know yeah. or ask them to scan them in and I think that's yeah. where people go wrong where yeah. they fall short with checklists they create the checklist but they and just then, don't fall through but then they don't create a process for using the checklist yeah and I think that's where the people go wrong you need a process for you need a checklist for checklists oh yeah right? the checklist to make sure the checklist yeah. is getting done and beyond that you need a checklist to make sure the checklist be make sure the checklist is being checked yeah like, and that's where you're saying is you'll come in and you'll check the checklist checker hi guys right? to make yeah. sure that like, and that's, yeah. that's what it takes uh-huh. but it, yeah but you coming in once a month to check the checklist checker no. Is easier than you checking everything every day. Yes. You know oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yes. And uh, another big thing uh, that they did, um, in which I live off of now, um, if 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 they don't absolutely just fucking love it, just just take make them love it. How do like, you make them love something like a checklist? That, no, I think no, that's no, another. Um, no. I'm just saying, like, uh, like for anyone, like overall experience, like for guests. I apologize, I jumped somewhere else. Um, that Sam Fox group oh, gotcha, did. Gotcha. Um, but I'm talking about like guest experience. They made the um, guests love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you know, if they come in and they didn't love like uh, in a meal or an item, you know, just send them on their way. Get them a gift card to say, hey, we missed the mark this one time. Why don't you head on back? Yeah. And next time you come in, here's my personal email. Let me know you're coming. I'll make sure it's 100% correct. Yes. And we're, we're going to make sure that you love whatever item you get next yeah. time. So they, those were the, the things that they – it just blew me away yeah. how willing they were, and, consistency. And, and I probably quote Danny Meyer way too much on the show, but yeah. I mean, he calls out writing the end of the story, and that's the yeah. mentality. I think the mentality is like you, just because you had a failure – in the experience doesn't mean that that failure is the end of the story. Yeah. The, you can write the end of the story and you can yeah. recover from a failure and you do that by going to an extreme to show them how much you care that you yeah. failed and it, it, you can win people back in that moment. Those are actually opportunities to exceed expectation and, right? and learn like maybe, maybe they weren't wrong. Maybe something is messed up, yeah. you know, and it, and it goes back to your checklist. Yeah. Maybe that the, maybe, uh, the, the, the same problem cook. keeps up happening over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Let's go check the, uh, you know, the, uh, who's, who's, who made that batch. Mm. Okay. Well, you don't know who made the batch. All right. So then let's get a, let's get a sheet down to make them sign off, like on the batch sheet that, yep. you know, like they so made this recipe. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, you know, I mean, they were just, I love this stuff. This is yeah. exactly the stuff that I love to get the details, pulling back the layers and taking actionable advi- or actionable advice. Anything else from Sam Fox and, uh, Regan Jasper that, you know, I like to say behind every great restaurant is a great person. We're, yeah. We are the the aftermath of all these great people influencing us, right? So yeah. anything else that's worth taking from these experiences before you move on to your next big experience, which was uh, Sushi Samba? You know, always – actually, yeah. Um, uh, another thing, when someone left, especially for a better opportunity, they wished you that's a the best. Why? It, because, you know – they, you're going to go out there and you're going to talk about the, um, 
I'm 20 years removed for whatever, you know, like I'm, I've been gone from the Sam Fox group for about 10 years now, but I'm the biggest Sam Fox groupie there is. Yeah. Like I rave about Regan and everyone up, but my staff always makes fun of me. If Regan comes in here, like, <laughs> Oh, don't tell me, you know, Nate, leave him alone. You yeah. know, like, it's just like, I mean, it's just, it's like it, it's, why root against someone, you know, there's enough business for everyone you want. It's that abundance you, mentality, right? Yeah. And also just like, don't be an just don't be an asshole. I mean, just yeah. you should be excited that someone underneath you is taking the knowledge they showed you yeah. to go somewhere else. And I love that you're 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 bringing this to the surface because I, I, it comes up a lot in the show. I, I think that the most successful people in this industry have the mentality that it's my job to make sure you go on to to do better and greater things. Yeah. If you hit the ceiling with me, you know, like yeah. then I'm not doing my job. Yeah, you know, my job is to give you everything you need to be better than me someday. Yeah, like to give you what I've learned the hard way and to pass it on to you, and for you to take it and go do your own thing. Now, if you're yeah. smart, what you'll do is if somebody wants to leave your group who has the talent and the skill, you'll you'll yeah you'll make it like you'll help them get that connection because it always comes back around. Yeah, you know, or or you invest in their future, right? Yeah. And then and also, you know, like if someone's leaving you, I mean, you should have systems in place to. You know, next man up, next woman up mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you shouldn't be worried. Yeah. You know, be be confident in your product. And yeah. that's what the Sam Fox group just was like. It was just mind blowing. Yeah. It was just so it was so like like wow. Like yeah. this is a like yeah, it's a it's a machine, but man, it was a smooth, buttery running machine, <laughs> man. I mean, look at them. I mean they yeah. uh, six hundred million. If yes. you can narrow it down to like I mean, I don't want this is this we're here to celebrate you. Yeah. But if you can narrow it down to like one thing that you think that they that they did to make it so smooth, what would it be? Um, one thing is you know uh, daily summaries. Uh, I'll actually go uh, every single day. The manager had to fill out this daily summary, and actually my staff does it nice. through their uh, compete you know yeah. restaurant system. Um, and it just pretty much says what were the sales, what was your labor, what was back house labor, what was front of the house labor, what was bakery labor, you know, like broke down all the labors, you know, um, what were we projected versus what we did. Um, summary, what were the highs of the day, what were the lows of the day? So they constantly were always asking questions to say, oh, we see, we've seen this happen numerous times. So they're always, you know, again, checks and balances, yeah. you know, like, so if something was wrong, it was getting corrected. Yes. You know, you, you have to, you have to create that culture. You're going to open up that channel of communication. Yes. And create the culture of communication because people aren't going to just assume that you want to hear this stuff. But if yeah. you, if you, if you initiate the communication and you, and you create an opportunity for people to bring things to the surface yeah. and not only like let them, but like reward them for bringing it to the surface, then you're, you're opening yourself up for the potential issues, right? Yeah. That you can yeah. address. Oh, I agree. Um, anything else from there? You know, no, it's just, I, I, I really do think that daily summary, like, was yeah, like so the important. one thing. It, it, it sounds like, oh, oh gosh, you know, North does seven million a year or seven Jesus. and a half, whatever they do, like something nuts. Um, and uh, it's like, oh, daily summaries makes it smooth and, you know, but it's like, again, it's the little things. Yeah. It really is. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course you're going to, you know, do your projections. Yeah. I hope you do. And at that's least. Something I think that comes up, like, we always talk about the, the brief, like, before, like, the, the pre mail brief. Yeah, the lineup like the, and everything. Line up, yeah, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. The, uh, like a family meal, where you, yeah. like, whatever you want to call it. But there's never really the the after meal, yeah. right? Like what happened when yeah. we summarize. Yeah. And, like, that's so important. It's like, and I have that aviation background, the, the power of a debrief, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I can't believe we're already 15 minutes into this conversation where we're still talking about the first restaurant. <laughs> no. Let's move on to Sushi Samba. What, why, why, why leave the, the Fox restaurant group? What was the reason behind that? Uh, you know, they were actually... Um, 
it was just it was during the recession time, and uh, you know I kept hearing uh, bartenders make this, bartenders make this, you know, and you know there's no recession out in Vegas, and um, you're a front and, of house guy, you're serving for yeah, something? serving okay. bartending, and uh, so I got out there and Scott Kilpatrick uh, of Raw Sushi owns Sauce Now, bought from Sam Fox. Okay, um, Scott Kilpatrick. Um, was out there and he said, Hey, I'll hire you if you go out there. And you know, because Raw opened across from North, so yep. he was always around the area. Yep. So I was, I'll go out there if you can get me a job. So he did, it was nice. super nice. And you, you know, now he's my neighbor at three different locations with his uh, new concept sauce. But it's amazing, um, like uh, the, the people that you meet early on in your career and that having that abundance mentality. That's, that's why you don't be an asshole to anyone. Exactly. You yeah. don't. Don't burn Small a bridge. Small industry. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to burn a bridge, make sure you never have to fucking cross that bridge, man. <laughs> like, right. Don't do it. Uh, so Scott yeah. Kilpatrick, he gave you an opportunity in Las yeah. Vegas. What was the opportunity? It was just to, you know, kind of be the lead bartender. And then uh, I started moving up and like kind of, you know, lead bartender, bar manager. Um, and then Sushi Samba came and kind of uh, poached me. Uh, not poached, but, you know, <laughs> said, hey, we're going to be opening over here. And why don't you come apply? And, you know, I applied for uh, lead bartender and they made me a busser. Okay. Uh, and uh, they just said, you know, uh, you know, like we need, you know, we need a bunch of uh, girls behind the bar. You know, it's Vegas, so yeah. yeah. Um, so sure enough, you know, I started off as a busser. I was like, well, this. I started researching, and Susamba was huge. Yeah. Like, oh man, I really want to learn under uh, these the, the the team that they have here. They had this. Uh, they had the only female uh, master sake sommelier. Wow. Back then, um, she went a blind tasting in uh, Japan, like. Um, and uh, uh, they had Ark Torin from New York, who you know made the uh, uh, what was it called? Um, they made the Cosmo that all the Sex in the City girls would drink. Like it was on uh, TV. Don't like, look at me for that. I, I don't know. I, I should. Have, I wish my wife was right here. She'd tell me right away. Um, uh, the Nina Fresca. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. And um, so like, they, there's some really big names. Chef Jose Menden, yeah. who's just blowing up in Miami. I mean, that guy's won so many. I mean, he's. I don't know how many he's won, but I'm sure he's won a couple. Dude, uh, I'm loving you right now because uh, in the interview, people ask me how I found my guests. I'm like, I listen to my guests. They yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. who to interview. Jose Menden is like, <laughs> that guy is just like, you want to talk about a powerhouse in Miami. He's just crushing it now. And so there's all these big names. And I yeah. just, you know, to learn under names like that, why wouldn't you leave like uh, 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 Sushi or, you know, a raw sushi who just was bought by Benny Hanna and they're going to turn it into, you know, with Benihana does. You know, I think it's really important to get perspective too because you can come up under one restaurant group for yeah. you know years, like learn all you can from them, but then you might get a whole different perspective on how to run a, a business oh, yeah. for a different group. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to get that diversity, especially when you're young. If you're going to commit your life to this, you need to open yourself up to the, the different experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Um, and uh, that it's it's good too. You know, you, yeah. you it's it just seeing one way is it's I mean there's there's other ways and you know sushi samba group what they did great is um yeah they took the organization level and the uh the craft of everything up a whole nother notch she was yep. like oh my gosh you know um they just the just having like those names of uh our Torin and tiffany and uh, uh jose mendon like all as one team it was like but i you got like in a, it's like cheetah. It's like the Golden State Warriors for the past five years. So, what was the biggest way you think they influenced you? If you could narrow it down, it's like one or two things where th- that they you were at a certain level and they brought you to the next level. How did they bring you to the next level? The, just the passion behind it, like you know the the uh, the product. I guess you can go dive into the skews. Yeah. Not saying Sam Fox Group doesn't use great you know product, 
but they brought it up a whole nother notch. It was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I think you need that that next yeah. level because when you go to like Las Vegas, yeah, oh yeah, like you, you you have to shock and awe. You, oh, you're dancing with the big boys, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you really it's all are. about the experience. So you yeah. have to like those, it's, it's again, it's it's the, the details to nth degree, right? Yeah. Um, of the little things that we can do, and when you're that passionate about food, and like it's all those like little details that you can bring to the surface. Yeah. Um, I think listening to you reminds me of um, I had uh oh his, of course his name is gonna escape me um out of houston texas the um it will come to me but what he said was it's something along enthusiasm yeah when i think of enthusiasm and passion it kind of goes hand in hand he's like you have to be you have to do everything with enthusiasm yeah because if you're enthusiastic you bring people up yeah is that kind of yeah. is that did they have did the, the did the passion bring a certain enthusiasm to the table is that kind of where i'm going with this yeah i mean yeah just how excited jose uh, Menden would talk about, you know, the Robata grill, yeah. what they were roasting on that night in like, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the Kobe beef on top of the sushi roll. Like, you know, it's just, he was so, it was just so excited, you know, like you have to try, this is from, you know, this region, you know, uh, you know, uh, Berkshire pork, uh, dumplings. Mm. It's like, but let me break down what Berkshire, Berkshire, yeah, what pork. that means, yeah, and I think, yeah. and uh, that, that's a big thing right there too. It's not enough to say what the thing is. Yeah, I think it, the the power of educating your staff and telling them the story behind the ingredients yeah. and transferring that enthusiasm, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm excited for this thing, not because of this name of the, whatever the thing is, but because of what this means. How it and, got there, and breaking that down and, and, and yeah. sharing the significance. And I don't think we educate our staff enough. We don't, we don't share that enthusiasm. Lineups, lineups, lineup, lineups. What do you mean make by lineups? Them, your lineups, like you're like you're talking about earlier, you know, like just have, have the chef, like get really excited about what we're doing tonight yeah, and why we're doing it. Yeah. And then have the front of the house, uh, you know, manager or managers, um, uh, get really excited about like why we're, why, what, what pairs with this? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, why we're pairing it with this? Um, just, it, it was just that, that, that passion behind it and getting like, it's, it's crazy what you can see a, a, a whole team, uh, will do on a floor on a you know busy Friday night when you you know when when there's some passion and yeah. description behind what we're doing yeah you know passion uh, enthusiasm this is all energy right yeah. and energy yeah. transfers oh yeah. and that's the thing you got to come into these these lineups with this energy yeah. knowing that your job is to transfer this energy this passion you have to your team so they're delivering it with that same amount of passion yes. and energy to your guests oh yeah fully. Um, and the name that escaped me was. Um, Carabas, Johnny Caraba. Okay. Time, he was the one that said you have to do everything with enthusiasm because you have to transfer that energy to your team. Yes. Um, awesome stuff. Anything else worth bringing to the story, your story, before we move on to coming back to, to Tucson? Uh, you know, over at Sushi Samba, no, you know, I just, it was, uh, it was a fun learning experience. How long were you there for? Uh, three years. Three years. Three years too long. Vegas is a real, I mean, cause I worked in Sushi Samba had like a nightclub part. Yeah. So I, you know, get into the management role. They yeah. moved me up uh, and I started uh, kind of managing the nightclub side of oh, it man. and the sake cooler. Um, and uh, it was just long, long nights, but you know, it, it, it was a lot of yeah, Red Bull, live. a lot live. of Red Bull. You gotta live, right? Uh, yeah. I love it. So you, what ultimately gave you this, made you come back to Tucson? What was going through your mind? You know, I was just, I don't know. I like, I saw, I just, I've always was, every time I talk to someone, I always wanted to open my own place. Okay. I saw this opportunity to open a little uh, spot in Tucson. All right, we're going to um, stop it there. That's yeah. the teaser. We're going to come back and uh, take a quick break to thank our sponsors. Doing awesome, man. I'm loving the conversation. Thanks. 
It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention, you, you've got to compete with the big guys. But how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto. That's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash unstoppable. We're back and you're just getting into um, how you had always had like the dream of opening your own place. And there was a spot opening up in Tucson. Uh, so take it from there. Um, so I saw this opportunity of this little Italian restaurant that wasn't doing too hot. And, um, I was talking to my roommate, Brian Morris. Yeah. I meant to mention him earlier cause he yeah. came out, his, he's part of your story early on, right? Yeah. It, I mean, literally at, at North, uh, I said, I'm going to move out to Vegas. He goes, all right, a good well, idea. But, well, he goes, he goes, Were you guys roommates then? No, oh, okay. no, didn't even know him that well, okay. honestly. <laughs> and now he goes, get a two bedroom. I'll move out. Nice. And, but he, that's huge. It's crazy. And this guy's like, he's Rain Man when it comes to like uh, uh, food and uh, wine. It's crazy. Um, he, he literally, and we'll get back to the story, but yeah. this is too good uh, not to tell. He went to, he was out there and he's like yeah, applying at places. Yeah. And then he went back to Spago and uh, the GM uh, sat him down and was like, okay, you know, like uh, what's your, what's your wine knowledge? Uh, he's like, you know, it's, it's good. And he's like, say good, you know, uh, what's your strongest, you know? What's your strongest varietal that you can? He's like, oh, you know, Italian. He goes, well, that's that's a ballsy one to choose, you know. And, yeah. And uh, you know, and he's like, uh, one to ten. What's your knowledge on it, the Italian one? He's like, oh, I don't know, like a seven. And the guy, the GM, is like, huh, yeah, huh that's sure. uh, that's 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 <laughs> real ballsy because I'm a master sommelier and uh, uh, I probably put myself at a six with Italian. In Bimo's, Bimo, we call him Bimo, Brian Morris. Um, uh, Bimo's all, oh, okay, you know. He's like, well. Here's a uh, here's a here's a test of Italian wine. I'll come back, and uh, Bimo literally gave him an answering guide to that like test. Oh my like gosh. he's just so good and, and he's modest. Just, it, it, he said, like, "Give himself a seven, right?" Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah. anybody who doesn't really have that deep of a restaurant experience, yeah. would be like, "Oh, I got a 10. Yeah, and could, yeah. until they get humbled by a master sommelier. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. then you know, and the guy actually called him on his way home. Was like, I can't believe you. Got all you get back here, <laughs> yeah. and he went. He they start you off at the front cafe, and they moved him to the uh, the fine dining room within like a month. That's They're awesome. like, you're you're upstairs in the fine dining room. Nice. <laughs> so, and he got a job out there with me, and we just yeah, we went on from there. But and Spraga's uh, no, I mean that that's a name I definitely recognize the name of that restaurant. Oh, oh Spago? Yeah, yeah. What's oh, yeah. Tell me who's behind that. Uh, Spago is um. Oh gosh, you're gonna put me on the spot, and I'm forgetting. Um, I just like to kind of paint the picture for my listeners. We're going to get made fun of this uh, by uh, your listeners. Well, because, I should know too, but well, I mean, I'm responsible I, for knowing the entire. Just, my memory is not as good as Brian, uh, as Ben's. That's for sure. It's not. Um, keep saying. Emerald, I said Ben. I meant Brian. I'll th- I'll think of it here in a little bit. But uh, Spago's a big boy spot. You know, yeah, Hollywood. No joke. 
Uh, I just, New, the whole New point York, of me yeah. asking was to paint the picture for listeners. That we, yeah. We're talking to some legit people who had some oh. really great experiences leading up to you, your, your current restaurant. Yeah, where we're yeah. Spago's like celebrity Ville, for you sure. Know, like. yeah. So um, I think I derailed you. So you, yeah. you, you guys were, you know, um, Brian well, moves out there with you. Yeah, and, and we, we saw this opportunity to open, take over this little Italian spot. And I, I talked to him. I said, let's go down there. I think we can weasel a pretty good cheap deal and we can get in and out and have our own restaurant. And um, we got back here. And uh, uh, to say that the current owner of that restaurant and myself were oil and water was an understatement. He didn't want to make any changes and he didn't want this really is the restaurant to, where that we were pastry was originally no 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 this was prior to that okay. actually um and um it was this little spot where uh in the northeast side of tucson and um the, it, the guy was going to close and i i was like give me the opportunity uh let me run with it i'll i'll throw my money i saved from vegas into this and revamp it let's get the menu let's let us take over the front of the house and you still stay the chef but let's tweak things and he said no well, all right. So it saved me a bunch of money because he, you know, he closed a couple of months later, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but well, we were we were back here. Yeah. So then we went to the Metzger Fair. I went to work for so the you Metzger. You came back because you saw that this restaurant yeah. was going under, and I think that's a great lesson too. Is just when you're connected within the industry, pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. And when you when the writing is on the wall, yeah. try to be someone's exit strategy. Yeah. Right? Or their relief, or like what you can get. Like, a, I mean, if somebody's floundering and you have skills you can bring to the table yeah. and you can turn it around for like for like a if, if you don't barely any in, in initial capital, you know, like yeah. it's a, there's a word like it's like that, that turnkey operation. Where yeah. Yeah. Turn, like, yeah. Or be someone's exit strategy. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it was, it was going to be a turnkey opportunity. That was, that opportunity. was the plan, but it didn't yeah. work out. It didn't. So then I went to a Metzger family restaurant group, uh, under, uh, Brian Metzger. And, um, uh, you know, I just, and Brian uh, was the, the, the proje, the proje that came up under Sam. Fox. Yeah. He was, he was supposed to be right the next hand. Oh yeah. He was going to be the next Sam and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he had Jack's Kitchen, the Abbey. He was going to open Poppy Kitchen. Uh, all these. I mean, it was just going. Yeah. And um, so I, uh, I hopped on with him uh, in the you know when they were starting to open and uh, opened the Abbey with him. And uh, you know there was just one incident where I was sitting there and I, I begged, I kind of begged to like launch this brunch. Yeah. Um, and he's yeah, go ahead. And you know came to this Bloody Mary and blah blah blah. And, um. And then finally, this 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 one thing you know happened, um, which I don't blame. Like one thing that happened was is, it was is littlest thing too is he he got this big award for like best brunch in Arizona. Okay. And I was and it was like a, in the interview, it's like oh you know like I was excited to read the interview. Like he's gonna give me a shout out. Yeah. I got no recognition, Ooh. and I was just like, Ouch. man, I'm doing this for everyone, you know. And I, I was I was like. I'm tired of doing this, you know, like I can do this. Um, and, uh, uh, I left, I left the group and started consulting for smaller restaurants and kind of, how going, old are you at this point? Ah, uh, gosh, I was, this is 2011, 2012. Yeah, I would, I was, um, gosh, I'm 30, 30, 28. I was 28. Okay. That's, um, and, uh, I started consulting for some restaurants and one of the restaurants, uh, it was called, um, uh, Amelia Gray's. Um, she just she was really good at catering, but she didn't want to do a restaurant. Okay, and that's where Prep and Pastry originally was located. Um, I, I I saw the same opportunity as the Italian restaurant in the Northeast side. I said, "Listen, I can get your restaurant up and going. Let's get it out of like it's like you know it's uh, it's debt or whatever she owed back." And I said, "Let's get this." But once it's all paid back, 
you give me this restaurant. We just, you walk out of this lease and I sign the lease and I take it over. You leave everything in here. So basically, um, you, again, you saw somebody who was in a bad place yeah. financially, business-wise. Yeah. And you came in to offer to, to, to flip the business, yeah. to get her out of her bad place. But the deal is once we flip it, yeah. like this is, I'm, I'm helping you to walk away from your debt and all the, yeah. the hole that you created for yourself. Yeah. And she, she said, I don't want this restaurant. I, this restaurant was too much. My catering is booming. Uh, catering and restaurants are night and day different. I was going to say, again, be somebody's exit yeah. strategy yes. because so often people have this dream of opening their own place and they're yeah. just not realistic about what it takes. They don't listen to Restaurant Unstoppable, can I say? <laughs> and then they go and they open it and they're like, what the frig was I thinking? And, yeah. and then they will do anything to get away from that. And you yeah, yeah. yourself, I mean, was this, was this your mentality? Like you don't have the initial capital to, to put up to open your own place? Why yeah. not? Oh, and I didn't have the initial capital. Yeah. And, uh, I th- and even to like, like, I didn't have the initial capital, and honestly, it was like a it, it was it was an opportunity for me to get in somewhere where I wasn't going to bankrupt my mother, or you know, like because you know, f- you know, looking at it, you know, uh, this lady was like, oh, you're going to have to sign your you're going to have to do personally guarantee this lease, and you have nothing to personally guarantee, and like all this stuff. So she's like, I'm going to have to have you sign your mother's house on this, and I was like, <gasps> I can't sign my mother's house on yeah. this, you know, like come on, you know, like so how did you? What's the best way to handle that approach when you don't have much? to give other than your time and your experience and your passion just be truthful yeah. honestly just like i've i've learned just like so what would you tell her what was what did the truth look like in your situation there's no way i can put my mother's house on this like yeah. you know what is it? i don't know the actual true st- statistic but 80% of restaurants uh, are going to fail in the first 3 years i don't know the exact number but it's it's up there yeah. you know like and i'm probably going to be one of them you know so no, I'm not going to put my mom's house on the line here. So like, uh, what was it know. that you think uh, like eventually got her to, to take the deal? Uh, it's like, have me in here and give, you know, you're not going to miss a beat on, on rent yeah. or go try to rent it out to someone else. And you've already had uh, prep and pastries. Original lo- location was the worst location, quote unquote, in Tucson. It's where restaurants went to die. <laughs> this um, is the, the woman's place that we're talking about. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, so you knew so, that. Why did you want the space so bad? Because I just felt like um, looking at all the history of the people that went in there. Um, and again, no, not only people taking shots at me, but it was very mom pop. There's nothing wrong to, with that. Yeah, like there was like marketing. No, the marketing wasn't behind it. You know, they they all didn't understand the age of social media. Yeah. What social media was going to become. Um, and again, and, this is 2012, 2013 ish. Yeah, 2012. Like so, yeah. like on social media, people were really like starting to be like, okay, it's yes, time to hop on, check in, and yeah. things like that. You know, and uh, uh, so it was like they just didn't understand it. They didn't want to change. Like so, all those restaurants prior. I mean, there was like four restaurants that just open and close, right back yeah. to back to back. But there was this restaurant that was there for years called Natives uh, Native Seed Cafe. Okay. And I was like, and it was this breakfast restaurant, and everyone raved about it still to this day. And I was like, man, something was special there before, and it was breakfast and the yeah. high pitched roof and the you know this little kind of like. Uh, um, uh, painted window type thing in the top. And I was like, man, this is a perfect brunch house. And it was just right when snooze was catching uh, heat out in Denver. Yep. And I was, and I, I, obs- they have not been on my show yet. We couldn't make it happen when I was in Denver. They're too but, big uh, now, you know, no, they're, they're, I'm, I've been talking to them. We were going to yeah. try to make it happen and they, they will be on the show, but well, yeah, they, that's a great, I mean, this is your time to shine. No, but, but the, the snooze is actually what I, uh, I flew out to Denver on a, uh, a one. Uh, yeah, I've literally flew out. Uh, like 6 a.m. one day when I knew I was going to open prep. Yeah. Well, to Denver, $80 ticket from uh, Tucson to Denver. One, you know, one drove in and uh, went to Snooze, ate there, 
was blown away and drove right back to the airport and went back to came back to Tucson because I had to see what they were doing because I wanted to see what they took the approach of you know that hospitality yeah what did you learn from that experience what were the things that really resonated with you during that time holy shit breakfast can be cool yeah like it's not just you know mom pop uh, you know which those are my favorite spots don't get me wrong I go to a place called Brawley's and a place called Baja Cafe here in town and I crush the snickerdoodle pancakes and but no I mean, one knows who I yeah, am in there <laughs> there's something to be said about marrying the mom and pop vibe with the new age systems yeah. processes yeah. technology oh, yeah. marketing and that's well, kind of what we're here to do is to say like you can be a mom and a pop yeah, oh, yeah, running yeah. a place and of we're here course. to share this knowledge so yeah. you can compete with these big bigger oh, operations oh yeah right? easy yeah. I mean because a lot of people I mean because you can't get that charm of a mom and pop you no. know in a big relationship yeah. it's all about relationships yeah, yeah. so I just they, they just made breakfast cool snoozed it yeah. you know and I was just like holy shit yeah I want to yeah. do this and um, so when I back to the prep and pastry location um, I uh, I assumed the lease and yeah I think the other thing at this time like I think breakfast was still just like short order traditional pancakes, exactly, French yes. toast. People yeah. weren't taking the elevated dining to breakfast no. yet. And that was you know like yeah. fees or yeah. like cool French style, uh, uh, French style approaching. Uh, that's what we. I mean, we yeah. got some French style approach. Uh, you know, cooking so, approaches here, um, but like those just really. The, everyone's always in a rush. Yeah. So like slow it down. You know, mm. like so you know, we were talking about one of my items, the duck confit hash. Yep. We confit it. Which I'm getting for lunch. Yes. You is are. it possible is it too late to order at noon? No, no, okay, breakfast good. all day. <laughs> um and uh uh what's it called? I know some people too that can nice. <laughs> um but uh you know like the the baking the bread every morning, baking making the English muffins every morning. Which I had for um, breakfast when I first got here at eight uh, AM. Thank you. Uh, and then you know we actually were we started curing our bacon, uh, bacon, and then smoking it in house, and like we just you know, just slow it down, and yeah, everyone can be in a rush out front, but it just like. Just, I don't know. It's what just, do they say? Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I think that the big lessons to take from this is you are someone's exit strategy. Yeah. So if you if you don't have two pennies to rub together, together, but you have other assets like yeah. your experience, your knowledge, yeah. your passion, don't forget that those are assets and be someone's relief. You know, be yeah. someone's exit strategy. And um, the other big takeaways is you saw that there was a trend where breakfast can't do well here. Yes. So you knew that, and then you wanted to elevate. You wanted to. You were, you're trying to find a niche. Is yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really just wanted to take that uh, that uh, that almost that fine dining approach yep. uh, to the breakfast world. Yep. Yeah. Like and uh, uh, just really, you know, caring uh, if someone is. You know, people celebrate their anniversaries at prep and pastry. That's cool. You know, like it's like so when people you know at our dinner restaurant you're celebrating your anniversary. We have a card and like a little gift card in there for some of our restaurants and two glasses of uh, congratulations uh, coming for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just you know, just like find it out, it's theirs and give them two half glasses of kava. There you go with some strawberries in it. Just say happy anniversary. Nah. You know that goes so far. And, little like, Just don't do it. Just don't do it just because you. Oh, they're going to share it on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just do it because you actually want to say thank you. Yeah. You know, I so. think that's where the, I don't know, not to get too much on a tangent, but I think we go wrong when we start going through the motions right yeah. and when everything becomes a checklist yeah um, maybe we'll get to that later but um re- regarding initially opening uh when did you when were you able to take the, the business and make it your own how did that transfer go like 2013 um i uh i, I assumed the lease finally and okay. um uh so how much debt i mean can you share the what, what kind of hole you got these people out of like uh, what probably that, around 100 wow so yeah, how, we, how long did it take you to it was. I mean, we didn't get her fully out of it, but with her catering and setting up some budgets and some payment plans, and uh, we we got her out of it within like 
we still helped her after. Maybe yeah. if, without like you know make, without exposing too much and yeah. giving away personal information. How did you turn this around so anybody who might be in her situation yeah. can go like, oh, okay, well, I can do that for myself. I don't need to outsource to somebody else. You, you know, it's 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 all about traction, and you know, uh, uh, one you know one good experience. Um, people will go run around and tell people, you know, maybe two people. Yeah. You know, one bad experience, people are going to tell ten. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's. Again, I don't know the real number on that, but it's, it's fucking true. Yeah, you know, it's, so, it's, bad news spreads faster than good news. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like wildfire. It is just, and you know, what I wanted to do is just re, uh, with her situation, it was like, okay, let's get this good traction back in here. So we yeah. started focusing on peop- the people and the guests that were walking through the door those days. Get a little bit closer to the mic for me. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, uh, the people and the guests that were walking through those days. Yeah. And, um, uh, saying, okay, how'd you hear about us? We're, we're, what do you do? You know, well, thanks for joining us. Here's, you know, here's a little uh, uh, cookie or pie on us. Yeah. And, you know, kind of just really uh, wowing the ones that were in there. And then it would say, okay, here's where everyone's coming from. Let's go focus on those areas and let's get more in here. Okay. okay? And then like, okay, so those How people. How do you know where they're coming from? Well, just really connecting with them, email list, okay. you know, zip codes, things like that. So you're just, um, at, how are you getting, were you asking for the emails? Oh yeah, when you drop a check, yeah, yeah, on the backside he's like, hey, thanks for joining us. You know, hey, sign up for our email list, and we'll give you twenty percent off your next visit. Oh, there. Then all of a sudden you get all these zip codes, and then all of a sudden you start like, okay, that's where we're going to send mailers to. Wait, how are you getting zip codes from the email? So on the back of the email list it says, uh, you know, name, uh, uh, email, zip code. Um, is what my email list like asks. So we yeah. can actually market. Like we get to learn. So now where, you're getting demographic. Information. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting contact information. Exactly. And you're finding out where they're coming from. Exactly. Gotcha. So and then just don't send them an email every week saying, "Hey, where have you been?" You know, send them like recipes. Like, hey, Add you know, value. Yeah, like here's a here's a for for Thanksgiving. Here's our pumpkin pie recipe. You know, and if you don't want to make it, come buy one from us for you know twenty five dollars. Uh, Please order before this date. Have an, have an expiration date on that. You have to drive them to you. Mm. So we started driving them to us. And then, um, uh, you know, reaching out and saying, okay, um, you know, after uh, all that traction, you know, getting those, those guests and really organizing things, um, we're saying, okay, how do we get the, the reviewers, like the bigger reviewers through this door to really see who we are? Because How she do never, you do that? It's just really bothering them going to going down to the office <laughs> yeah. and saying who's the food reviewer oh back then it was cj ham yeah. um cj ham and this uh rita conley i was terrified of them but i tracked them down and uh, i said hey you know like i know you know you've never given us an opportunity We'd love for you to come she's like i'm not allowed to just tell you well yeah you're not allowed to like just schedule me so like, <laughs> how about you just come on in and have a lunch on us you know and like i just love your honest feedback yeah. and said, no 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 you know but you know, we'll get a we'll get some other reviewer down there one day, but you can't be me because you can't know when we're coming. You know, yeah. like so. But now all of a sudden we're on. But the now map. you're on the radar. Exactly. Yeah. So we're just like, hey, well, whatever. You got told no, but now they know you, and now they're gonna be like, well, I can send exactly. somebody on there. So just you, it's the worst they can say is no. Yeah. You know, like you're not trying to. I'm not trying to cheat the system. I'm not trying to pay them to give me a good review. So we just got good. You're gonna be a squeaky wheel. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta stay on the radar. It's yeah. as simple as just being on the radar. That's um, it. You know what? Honestly, what you're sharing with me is one of the reasons why I don't go to media to find out who my guests are gonna be because. Anybody can get media. It's, yeah. You just got to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, or you can have deep pockets and you can literally pay for media, yeah. which I'm not yeah. suggesting. I mean, you could do it. It will help your business. <laughs> It'd be easier. But I'd rather you <laughs> earn your business through the people you're serving yeah. in your restaurant. But I mean, 
mean, that's why I get referrals from my guests because you know who's doing a good job. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's a side, side note. Um, so the, the big lessons, take advantage of these touch points, right? When you're passing yeah. the check, it's an opportunity to give to add value by offering a 20% discount to their life. All they got to do yeah. is write down a few things. You're bringing you know. them onto your email list. You're getting demographic information yes. so you can target yeah. um, anything else that's worth sharing. You know, and just the grassroots marketing. Yeah. If there's and events. The, yeah, and the being aggressive, right? Yeah, yeah. It just any events, be out there. And just don't bring like sample. Like when we go to events, it, you know, uh, like this, like we go to events, we just don't bring like two people and just say, oh, here's a sample of this and cut it up in small squares. We, we bring the show. Like mm. we want lines at our our table. How do you bring the show? Just, you know, like we bring like a little uh, flat top burner, you know, one of our big uh, uh, grills. Now we have these things, but back then yeah. we still only had Bunsen burners, but we had, you know, 10 Bunsen burners lined up and we were cooking everything right then. And we weren't giving little tiny little shooter samples. Uh, we, we give like good portions because yeah. people are going to talk about that. Yeah. And that like, you know, um, and that's another thing I still from the Sam Fox group. You know, when they do these events, they're actually giving like little mini it's an, burgers. It's an event. Yeah. yeah, with fries on the side, yeah. with ketchup. Like, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, like from what, yeah, you know, like all the, all the slices of pizza from their Italian spot. Like, or, you know. Don't uh, look at that as like, oh, we got this stupid event. Like, let's just throw no. something out there. So Opportunity. We can yeah, like, yeah. shine. You There's know, a lot of people that don't know who you are. Yeah. So, and this is your opportunity to let them know who you are and why they should come visit so you. So, you're adding value with like decent portion size. You're not just doing a little t- taste. Yeah. Like, what else are you doing? Are you being loud? Are you flashing? No, 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 no. Just don't be annoying and hey, get over <laughs> here. Oh, you know, like don't do that. Yeah. You know, but also have those, uh, have like uh, um, 20% off cards, yep. you know, or something, you know, and uh, uh, 20% now off cards. Now, this is an opportunity. It's not enough that you're t- tasting our food to know yeah. what we got. If you want to come check us out, in. here you are. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Here you are. Or here's a free appetizer, uh, you know, if you do come on in. Uh, things like that. And uh, uh, really have, uh, just be excited to tell your story and yeah. why you're there. And don't just send a couple of uh, hostesses up there. Okay. And out, uh, here's a to-go menu. Here's this. Here's a card. So events like, was one big thing. Uh, getting out there, being a squeaky wheel, getting yeah. on the radar of these people yeah. who can Grassroots do. Grassroots I think today is, is the, the food influencers. Yes. Or, or Instagram influencers. We have tons of those. We're, we're partners with a bunch yeah, of them. Like find yeah. out who those influencers yeah. are and get them in because they'll, they'll blow you up. Well, right? Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Message them. Yeah. Like, hey, come on in and have a free meal on me. Exactly. Um, and honestly, here's a gift card, you know, for future. And say, like, you don't even have to tag us every time you come in. But if you do love it, check on in. Yeah. And yeah. how much initial capital did you have to put in to get control of this restaurant? Um, so I, I, uh, I try to raise, um, gosh, I try to raise... A uh, hundred and fifty thousand to get this restaurant because she gave it to me for free. So yeah. all I need is get operating cash flow and you know a couple other things. And um, so I thought I had it really planned out. I, went, you, I just want to make sure we heard that gave it to me for free. Well, My, well sorry, money goes. Yeah, but, you know, money what I'm saying? Wise, like, yes. Anybody who says I don't have the money to open a restaurant, like what what Sweat. other assets do you have? Yeah, time, knowledge, experience, Sweat equity. passion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Um, so, you know, I thought I was going to raise 150000 Yeah. Um, so I kind of put it out there as 30 shares at 5000 a share, you know, and, you know, I've never raised money before. So I went to this uh, investment group. They, um, uh, this is actually a funny story. I can tell this now. Um, good buddy of mine, Derek Polder, who's this young entrepreneur. He owns uh, one of the largest funding companies in Arizona now, mortgage, mortgage uh, funding companies. But back then, he was just kind of going off on his own. I saw that he invested into a restaurant. Um, he 
it failed, lost a lot of money. And um, so one day I saw him and he's like, uh, he's like, what about your rest? You know, like, what about your restaurant? Um, are you looking at one? I just got into one. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I saw that it's not doing too hot. I'll help you out. Maybe I throw my two cents in and help you out. But, um, you know, is there any way you can give me some leads or, you know, for investments? He's like, help me out and we'll talk later. I said, all right. So I started helping him out. Just really, I wanted to help him out. Yeah. Um, so then, um, it was really going nowhere. So one day I knew that Derek Porter always went out on Wednesday nights, uh, to union, uh, this it's called whiskey Wednesdays. It was yeah. the place where to be seen on Wednesdays. So I, I, I was getting down to like no money. I had no money in my bank account. I literally was just about to get evicted out of my condo. Um, so I was like, I got to make a move here. So I get in front of this Derek Polder, uh, uh, I'm there at Whiskey Wednesday. I begged the owner, who's a good buddy of mine now, to say, just give me like a couple of like, I knew what he drank. Um, I was like, can I get a couple of like rounds just on the house tonight? I swear to you, I'll make it up to you one day. He's like, don't worry about it, Nate. You know, he's like, <laughs> and I'm like begging. I'm pulling like favors now yeah. at this point. Um, I'm desperate. And uh, he shows up. I was like, hey, Derek, how you doing? Like, hey, uh, you know, hey, I'd love the opportunity to talk to you. You know, I know you're here to meet in, you know, Smooth because you're opening your company and he's host a bunch of people there. And I was like, you know, but I'd love to buy you a whiskey and just chat with you real quick. He's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's do it. He's like, hey, I have this opportunity. I know you have this fundraising group. May I have the opportunity just to, can I get in front of them maybe one day? And he goes, all right, well, cheers. Let's do tomorrow morning. How about nice. that? And I go, tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'm already. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course, I'll yeah. be there. And he's just like, he's like, I'll tell you right now, restaurants, we don't like restaurants. I lost a lot of money there. He's like, I'm going to say no. Like, we're going to say no. I was like, just give me the opportunity. I beg you. And uh, he's like, all right. So I rush back to, you know, prep and pastry. I cook a bunch of food. So when I go, like, to, the, to do the uh, presentation, uh, I knew my numbers weren't tight. I knew my, they, they weren't going to have an offering memorandum like they wanted um, because they were a big investment group. Uh, and, uh, What's an offer memorandum? It's, it's kind of like your game plan, your business plan. Gotcha. You're, you know, kind of just saying like, this is what I'm offering you to invest into this opportunity. And this is my game plan. Here's a, what the food's going to look like. But I, be, I I wanted to bring them. I wanted to show them like actually what I was going to do. So I brought a bunch of food with me and I fed them while I pitched numbers and stuff. Yeah. So, you know. It's any way to a, anybody's heart is through the stomach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like have this random weird guy just like, you know. Is there a rock star band in here? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that, they actually think they're in town, uh, downtown. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Oh, I was joking, but they're, no. I'm, I'm, I nailed it. I'm pretty they, sure. They yeah. <laughs> um, what's it called? I'll just, I'll just do this real quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just tilted the camera up. Um, for those of you listening to this, we do have video now, so this will, this will be uh, on video if you yeah. want to watch the video. Interview. I'll find out who the band was and I'll text you. Nice. Right? So. I nailed it. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going through the pitch and everything, and uh, a lot of them just right away were like, fuck no. No. Love the food, though. Love you. Yo, yeah. Great. So I was like, uh, 5,000 you know, uh, share. I got 30 shares to sell. I'd love for y'all to buy all of them, blah, blah, blah. And um, they said, all right, give, give us some time to think about it. We'll call you later. So I got Shark Tanked. So they called me up later. I said, listen, Nate, we hate this idea. We hate your location, um, but we really like you. Mm. Like, you, you've, we, we love how... like." excited you were and like the, the passion behind it. So we're going to invest into you and not this business. Uh, so we're going to give you uh, $2,000 a share. It's like 2000 a share. I was like, oh my gosh. How many shares? 30 of them. Wow. 2000 a share. So 60, 60 grand. Yeah. And I was trying to get 150. Um, I was like, ah, and they're like, take it or leave it. And I was like, well, I, I got to get it open. I have no money. Yeah. So I'll take it. Um, 
and uh, I'll how take does it, it. Work? How do you invest in somebody but not their business? What's the dif- What's the difference in their eyes? It, well, because they know I, that you're going to take the money and put it towards the business, right? Yeah, but you know, do I have something to lose? Like, am I just going to like if it starts doing if 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 it starts doing bad, am I just going to say ah, it didn't work? See you guys, and they lost all that money. Like, yeah. you got to really. You got to look at the. the well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what benefit did they have giving you sixty thousand dollars investing in you and not the business? I mean, are they not taking the liability of the business? Well, or like, how does that work? I don't understand the. Well, they're they're, they're not going to be liable for so, like you know if like well, is that, was that just their way of saying we're going to give you the money because we like you but yes. not the business? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they they you know restaurants. It's the yeah. worst thing to invest into, if we're being honest. I mean, you yeah. know, you have a really high, high risk. Yeah, high risk. Low return. Uh, terrible know? return. Yeah. You know, until you get to like, you know, cer- that's why you see restaurants open, 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 because they want to hit that, like, that, you know, the, the buying powers. And, exactly. like, you know, like all of a sudden you have GMs, but Cash a deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, so I took their, I took their offer and, uh, you know, I had to open with no, pretty much no money in the bank. Uh, my signage over there was, you know, twelve grand, uh, just to get, uh, just to get come of the, some ovens in there were, you know, three grand each. All of a sudden, I'm down to you know forty something. Yeah, there's half your budget. Uh, it was just, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, like. So I just was a coffee machine, and like it just it started adding up, and like yeah. I wanted to change around how the place looked. You know, you don't want to just open, put some paint up, and open back up. So um, I really literally opened with like five grand in the bank. It was so. What were the most important things? If you can go in and freshen up a space, what are the most important things you can do to stretch that dollar? Because you had a budget, so you had to yeah. make the biggest impact with the little, the littlest amount that you had. Sixty thousand. Uh, you know, needed one hundred and fifty thousand. You know, honestly, the flow. You make sure the flow feels right, um, it, and uh, you know, and don't just like go take a place and just you know, turnkey it. Yeah. Like you got to make it. You got to want people to come back and see it because they. They're going to remember it as a field spot. Yeah. So we blew out a couple of walls, you know, myself. You want to remove that identity of the field. Exactly. Fields. So you have yes. your own identity of exactly. a fresh start. Yes. So we built this little bar and I, I built everything. I was literally running through the streets of uh, Tucson, like taking crates out of people's backyards. <laughs> this one lady caught me and she's like, she's like, hey, you can take all these crates if you get them out of here by tomorrow. She's like, get all this trash out of here. Nice. And then I came, I took all these crates from us. Thank you. I built all my, uh, all my bank cats out of like uh, old, uh, you know, pallets. Like, so <laughs> nice. I built all the pallets. Like, I built all my tables. Um, I, uh, you know, we're painting everything. I, uh, uh, what's it called? There's this big old cabinet that was out in someone's backyard and was just rotting away. And I was like, hey, can I have this? And I, they're like, yeah, take it. And I was just like, like, threw it in there, sealed it up, you know, and, you know, so it just added some character all around there. Well, I was going to say, like, all this is, is your, I mean, that your brand is going to be scrappy, you know? Oh, yeah, and like, yeah. But that's a brand, and it's a cheap brand, because yeah. you can literally get scraps and put it all together. Yeah, and, I, you know, when we first originally, when I first originally opened Prep, I thought this was going to be, like, a little bakery, kind of, like, s- slow breakfast spot, and, you know, um, it didn't, it so happened not to be that. It actually blew up pretty fast, but, uh, you know, those those early days of, like, just, it was... I, I wouldn't give anything back to get like to fundraise that way and you know build everything in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you, so the, the the original question was, what are you doing? What are you focusing on to with to make it fresh? To to if you have a small budget and you can only do a few things, yeah. you're making it look different. Is yeah. what I'm pulling. So from the, the, the you're f- doing it cheaply. Yeah. The, the flow. You, are you talking about ergonomics? Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, mainly just make sure that it works out for the kitchen and you because you're spending money. Yeah. So make sure that it actually, you don't have to, like, the kitchen's, like, uh, you know, the, the, how the food gets out 
that's out there. Make sure that all that kind of like lays out like yeah. correctly, and that's the so, one big thing I wanted to like make happen. So Ben, or I can call him Ben, Brian Morris, mm-hmm. your business partner. Um, he's on board at this point, right? No, he's actually in no? California. Oh, okay. After after we kind of picked up, I, okay. I was I was literally in there with a general, my other partner Brian Pracco. Okay. Who? Uh, How many partners were involved in this? In the original, I think um, I saw four, four partners. Yeah, four. You know, there's Pracco's the only original one left with me. I mean, uh, Will, my best friend, is out in California. He just loves golfing, so he's out there. He's still a partner, but he's not in the company. Yeah. Um, and another gentleman actually is uh, uh, is a big consultant. When did these partners come on? They were in, in the early days, before you opened or after you opened. Uh, before. Okay. And they left after. Okay. Um, so were these partners coming on because you needed to pick up an extra hundred thousand dollars? No, no, no. They were actually just helping operational partners. Yeah, just sweat equity partners. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only investment partners were those ones that I raised the money with. Did you get the sweat equity partners because you didn't have the the cash flow at first? No, I did the sweat equity partners just because they were like they were restaurant guys that with me. Yeah. And uh, you know Brian Pracco, my accounting partner, still in in the company. Um, So real quick, uh, uh, not going in too much detail. Identify your partners in the role. So Brian Pracco. pretty much gave me my opportunities like when it came to this uh, uh, flipping you know getting this restaurant okay um, he he uh, he kind of just helps me with uh, all the LL he helped me with all my LLC's legal uh, finance that kind yeah, of stuff yeah all that stuff because uh, you know you can't pay for a lawyer to do all that yeah. um, back then um, who else did you have I had uh, uh, Billy Kovacs uh, who came on and he was kind of like the branding uh, marketing guy for the uh, company in the early days okay and then Will Meinke who was just you know, a hard worker with me and uh, him and I just worked in the restaurants for years. We're best friends our whole lives. So hustler. Yeah. Um, Okay. So when you're going to these partners, are you thinking like, how can I round myself off? What do I need that I'm missing? What was your approach? No, it's just, you know, they were, we were all talking about it all the time about doing a restaurant. And I just finally pulled the try. I literally called them one day. I was like, pulling the trigger. I'm doing, I'm doing a restaurant. Yeah. So, and, but, you know, Billy Kovac says, I'm on board. Will's like, it's about time. Let's go. And then Pracco is just like, all right, let's uh, let's look at all the negatives. He's the negative guy. You um, need that. You oh, yeah. need that that devil's advocate, he's, that person that's going to be real. You know, he like, saved my company a hundred times. I mean, you, you have to have that. Uh, you know, I have a meeting with him every uh, Tuesday. Yeah, and it's the biggest Debbie Downer meeting ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, but honestly, it brings me back to yeah. realization of like, oh man, yeah, you know, my my now partner Chef Kyle Nottingham and I like, we want to do all these great like. Yeah, but let's do uh, foie gras. Let's do this, but like, you can't always just do that stuff. It, it costs money to do yep. that, and if you're if you're actually going to do it, you got to sell it for what you know. Yeah. So, four partners. Yeah. One small business. How many seats did this place have? Oh gosh, in the early days, uh, it was uh, sixty seats. Sixty seats. Yeah, yeah. So, how are you staying profitable with? With four partners, uh, I d- I did not uh, pay myself for a very long time. Praco never took a, a paycheck, uh, and we all, we we're all serving, yeah, to make the money. So in how the do early you get days. these people on board? How do you convince them that like, hey, give me your sweat equity, give me your time, give me your your, they, your commitment? They believed in the vision and uh, just kind of like uh, I, I've always been a crazy restaurant guy. Like always, like man, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna blow up one day. Yeah. Um, and they, they just really agreed and or not agreed. They, they, uh, they just kind of like, they were excited and jumped in with me. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Head first. I mean, just no questions asked really. I so uh, were you offering them all equity in the business? Yeah. Yeah. So I did give them. Yeah. So Praco still is, he's my right hand man. He's uh he's my main partner in the company uh, now and is, will always be. Uh, Billy had a small part. Will had a small little piece of it. 
Um, you know, I had a chef back then that had a small piece. Now I have a, a large partner chef uh, yeah. has a big piece of it. Well, um, the reason why I'm pulling, I'm digging deep in this whole partnership thing yeah. is because I believe that today, unless you're some freak of nature and 99% of us aren't freaks of nature, yeah. you know, uh, we, we got to work with what we got. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to do it all by yourself because to be relevant today, you have to be good at so many things. Yeah. You need that front of house talent. You need yes. that back of house talent. Yeah. You need that marketing talent. You need the logistics and yeah. the, the legal and the finance and all that. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're one person trying to be amazing at all these things, you yeah. only have so much bandwidth. Spread too thin. Exactly. Yeah. So you're willing to give up this, this equity yeah. early on because you recognize that you can't do it by yourself. Where would you have been if you didn't like have this up? Do you think you would have executed? Do you think you would have came out the other end? Oh, no, no I would have failed. Yeah. Real quick. So you said that Brian Paco saved you. Well, like he early did. on, what was the one well, thing that if he's like, if there's one or two things that he brought to this, the table yeah. or brought to your awareness, what would they have been that would have caused you to fail? The realness of food cost and labor cost. Mm. Just the the realness. I mean that. that what they, do you mean by the realness? It's just like it, it's it's you know controlling other people's budgets. Like now it's my budget. Yeah. Now it's oh if that one person is scheduled a little too long. And that little too long adds up over the year. Yeah, he was really breaking it down. Like that was ten grand in our pocket that mm-hmm. we lost that year yeah. that we could have cut. Like, yeah. yeah, you've got four bussers on right now. Do we really need four when we only need two? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. Just like you know, uh, you know, Nate, food cost is at thirty four percent. Yeah, you're doing great things, but we need to charge for it. We need to get it down to twenty eight. We're breakfast. We're eggs. Yeah, you know, like in. Yeah, you know, like now, now we're we're monsters at that stuff. Nice. We we know what our projections are. We know what we're hitting. I mean, like where'd you go to learn more about that stuff? Uh, School of Hard Knocks, opening yeah. prep and pastry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy what being poor and broke will do to you. Can, uh, can you give us something that we can take to say we're at like a thirty-two or thirty percent food mm-hmm. cost? We want to get down to that twenty-eight percent. Yeah, what's one thing that you guys did that had the biggest impact on bringing that cost down? Yeah. Um, the, you know, I, 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 would, I would focus on uh, my P mix, my product mix. So pull up a report of what was selling most. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these items are selling most. Um, what am I charging? What are those actual food cost items? So when in the early days, um, uh, the duck hash, we, you know, it was running like 35% food cost. It's like, man, it's duck with yeah. Cabernet Braised Cherry. You know, like, let's, like, let's charge an extra dollar for yeah, that. And it $2. drops it. You know, it's crazy. Like you drop a couple things. But you keep I, what I always did was I always kept like the first three items on my menu cheap. They, they were always like the biscuits okay, and so gravy. The, like so the oh this like right away people look top left. So it was like the simple breakfast. So it's like six bucks. You know that's eggs, toast, bacon, and potatoes. Um, and then um, the next item was biscuits and gravy, which was back then like probably five fifty. You know it's cheddar biscuits house baked with the duck fat gravy. Um, and then the next item was granola in you know acai yogurt. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I'd kind of like throw in a couple items and then get back to some like I, I really try to keep the top left cheap because that's where everyone's eyes go first yeah. so right away they're like oh it's only six five fifty and four or four whatever the price was it like all of a sudden they're like oh this place isn't that expensive and, and then, then all they you have the duck cash over feet. there they're like I want that like oh a, twelve dollars it's eleven fifty twelve yeah. bucks yeah. And, you know so like it's like yeah uh, that's that's the one thing I focused on my highest product moving items except for the top three I just kind of turned a blind eye to those ones and those ones were always good food costs. I mean, it's biscuits and gravy, or it's just potatoes and eggs. Um, and uh, so I focused on the top, uh, uh, let's call it 10 items, and really made sure those ones were dialed in. Portion bags. Uh, yep. you know, I was always like, like no down portion bags. Yeah, down oh, to the yeah. gram. Like, if, you're not, if, if you have a chef just grabbing freehand, 
one, it's not going to be consistent yep. because everyone's grab is different. Yeah, my, it, my four ounces is different than your oh, four yeah, ounces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, I started really just, all right, well, there's a reason why everyone's rolling up all these veggies you know, like in a bag, you know, yeah. and like setting it. And it's, it makes it easier for the cooks anyways. Yeah. So you have a prep cook now controlling all the product consistency and sizing and the costing. Yeah. Um, so just focusing on those 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 highest moving items and really see is there anywhere you can move? Maybe yeah. you're you're you have twelve ounces of steak. Maybe it could be ten. Yeah. And no one will ever care. Like even notice, you know, like yeah. things like that, little things. So take us through that first like year. Like what was it like? Like how did you get on the radar? Because you said you were tucked away. Like yeah. what were you doing to get on you were putting yourself in front of Mark or um uh, uh like Writers and really, things like this. Yeah, just uh, really grinding. Um, I got a, you know, you know, everyone has a sob story when you're first starting going. Yeah. But uh, um, I got evicted out of my condo. Uh, my first Sunday when brunch started, when we launched brunch, uh, my car got repoed right out oh front of press. <laughs> I literally ran out there and begged the guy just to let me take my uh, take some clothes out of there. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, and my car got repoed out. Um, I was living in there. Um, I mean, one time... Like uh, the health department walked in and they saw uh, where my mop sink was. Um, mop sink was, I had a, a, a hose and like a shower head attached to it. And like my mom would come and like bring me like some like bo- soap. I, like soap <laughs> and like a you know, body wash. Oh, and I'm yeah. sleeping in there every night. Yeah. And How long honest- did you have to do that? Oh, shit. F- three, four months. Man. I was grinding. I'm talking about like I was, uh, uh, I was like, what did I do? Um, but you know that? That being broke will, will make you grind. I mean, yeah. I was out there every day. I wouldn't eat in my damn restaurant at night because I couldn't afford to cut the Cisco checks. Um, <laughs> so I would, my mom would come down and like bring me my dinner sometimes and, and like give me like 10 bucks and like let me walk down to this place called Plaza Liquors. It was right next door to us. I'd walk down the street. Um, and go grab a couple of Asahi cans of, you know, Asahi beer and just walk back. And I couldn't even wait till I walked back to the restaurant to crack them open and start drinking. I was like, <laughs> it was terrible. So, but I just really started grinding. I started yeah. like social media wise. I, I would go down to like the sorority houses and be like, Hey, you know, like y'all are checking in places. Why don't you bring your sorority house into prep and pastry? I'll give you a bunch of free mini scones. And oh, oh, by the way, here's a big platter of mini scones. Put it at your front area. I'd love to have y'all in here. Here's some cards and uh, uh, 20% off your first meal. All of a sudden, you get all these sorority girls coming yeah, in. That's a good problem. Um, yeah. And the, what I learned in Vegas, you know, in the nightclub area, was where, where you know, people want to be seen and, you know, where it was like where where a bunch of people are, you know, taking photos and people want to be there. Oh, I want to, I want to see where she's at. You know, I want to know yeah. where he's at. Yeah. And so I started doing that. Then all of a sudden, influencers, it, mavens, yeah. you know, you, you win them over everybody follows. Exactly. So I started doing that. And like all of a sudden people, you know, when a, a big group of, you know, say like uh, uh, U of A athletes would come in, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to have a couple of athletes walk through the door and say, Hey, um, you know, I'll charge you guys 50 cents uh, for your meals, uh, because you're not allowed to buy anything for college athletes. You know, like it's like, but tag that you're here. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you for fifty cents each mail. Nice. Like okay, and then yeah. all of a sudden, all yeah, and they keep like, coming back, and all these followers they have, and yeah. like things, and this is like it's free marketing. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, well, it's not free because you're giving them stuff, but you know what I mean. I mean that food cost that food costs what you know, like potatoes and eggs. Yeah, it's nothing opposed to just going and. Uh, compared to paying like uh, you know a uh, magazine thousands of dollars to put your ad in there that never moves, mm-hmm. but now people are talking. Yep. And, um, it's the new word of mouth. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so when do things start to turn around for you? I had this one random reviewer come in. Um, 
one random reviewer come in and uh, she thought we were just a, a bakery, you know, and, uh, you know, prep and pastry, but we sat down and kind of had breakfast. Um, and uh, as a joke, my, my Cisco rep, who's still my really good buddy, still my Cisco rep, um, Jamie Rice was like, oh, you know, we should do a, uh, our own version of that, uh, you know, that, that Cronut. And he's like, we'll name it the Dosant. And, you know, this is six years ago. So it was just right when that thing started. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not copying this guy. No, yeah. I'm not copying this guy. The, fuck that. No way. Don't make it. I told my pastry chef, don't make it. <laughs> and, like, that day she made it for Jamie as a joke. Uh, and, like, hand rolled, you know, like four folds. Like, did the whole you know, process. And uh, the food reviewer was in there eating. And she literally ordered the Dosant. And, uh... <laughs> uh that wrote the review and gave us this raving review because nice. um, she started seeing people check in. Actually, that's how she came in there. Oh, she yeah. saw people check in on Facebook and stuff, and uh, she wanted to check us out. So she gave us this raving review. Um, and uh, that next day after the review was released, there was probably 45 people nice. at the front door lined up to Damn. buy buy dosants. Uh, and I didn't. we didn't have any the next oh, day because gosh. it was a joke. Yeah. It's needless to say that Dosant has never left our, our company now, but <laughs> it's uh, it, it it really blew up right after that one review, that one experience. After seeing people check in, and you know, we it, it just didn't stop out after that. How long did it take you to move out of the kitchen? Out of the restaurant, it took me. Um, you know, the health department kicked me out. <laughs> I won't tell the health department's lady's name. She's a good. Uh, she's she was super nice to she's me. Got to do um, her job. Yeah. yeah, she she literally she was she was like, you got two months. You got two months to get out of here. Yeah. Like like I know that you're having a hard time, but you're not allowed to sleep in here. Yeah. You, but I mean, I, I I love where the story is going though. I mean, yeah. because like you you were hustling and you were scraping to get by, yeah. and I think so many people listening to this might be exactly where you were. Yeah. Right. And these little things that we're pulling from your story is just like. You know, attention to detail. Uh, get out there, hustle, grassroots. Yeah. Put yourself out in front of people. You, you got to be that squeaky wheel. You got to market yourself. You got to promote yourself. Um, the, the, the big lessons I'm taking away from this. Uh, what was next after you started getting all this business? Like, how? What was the next move? You know, the next move uh, was to you know, one, move out of there. Yeah. Two, make sure that all the hundreds of people who are coming through the door actually enjoyed coming through the door yeah. uh, and actually, uh, you know, again, going back to the hospitality, we're, yeah. we're so well, hospitality. Well, that's the thing. You have two front of house people, mm-hmm. uh, your partner, you yourself, right? Yeah. And then you have Brian, who's another yeah. front of house person. When yeah. did he come on board? He came on uh, right after that review, like okay. four or five months he's in. Like, oh, he's on to something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I backed down. I was like, get back here, man. Yeah. And, you know, and he got back here and, um, uh, and uh, th- he got to kind of focus on the, you know, the training, the staff of the, you know. Uh, what are you focused uh, on? Uh, the the hospitality the food he was like more like food and wine knowledge of mm-hmm. like knowing everything and inside and out what's our allergies what's this you yep. know um, and I was more focused on like okay we had a bad Yelp review let's see if we can actually privately message this person back never public respond just privately message them and just say you know like uh, you know hey we dropped the ball and we're, we we're we're so blunt around here we're just you know if we if we messed up we're the first ones to admit it and we yeah. we get you back in and like honestly we might have messed up like a Ten dollar breakfast. We'll give you. We're we're hosting that person and their family on us if we did actually mess up. I love so it. that's the thing. So we're just. I was focusing on uh, the the areas that we could improve on the hospitality. Gotcha. Just with being so. You're busy. working on the business, not in the business. Yeah, yeah. I I should have working on it more. Like the E Myth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know. You know. The E Myth book was a great one. Um. But uh. uh you know, I I wasn't working on it as much as I should have been because I was always in there grinding and I was actually. I learned after reading the e myth, you know, 
to work on the business. And that's when I think our company really realized, whoa, we got to get these projections. Let's mm-hmm. look, whoa, my food cost is actually sitting at 33%. This shit, this shit needs to be down to 26, yeah. 27, like yeah. max. And there's some um, things when you're stuck in the business, you're, it's, you're just blind. You can't yeah. see what's wrong because it's everything, you know, you're surrounded by it and it's yeah. like you're too close to it. Yeah. Like it's like you, when you're in Manhattan, you can't see the island of Manhattan. You just see a bunch of buildings. You yeah. have to, you know, climb the, to a thousand feet to yes. see the island, right? Yeah. And that's the same, when you're in your business, you're, you're in, like you're surrounded by all these problems, but you don't see them because you're so close to them. Yeah. And then you get away from it and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like um, this is high. That's over here. Like, yeah. You got to step back. You, you got to work on it, not in it. And, and it, you know, but let's, you know, to focus back on the uh, investors too, just to kind of go, you know, investors are nice when investors are getting returns. Yeah. <laughs> investors are not nice when they're not getting returns. Exactly. You know, they want to lose money. People exactly. don't want to lose money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, it is, yeah, we do actually care about people, but I also have these people that took an opportunity on me that had no clue who I was, mm. that they're, they're owed stuff back. Yeah. You know, so. So when did you start? I mean, that's the other thing is you have four partners, uh, yeah. sweat equity partners, and you guys yeah. are thinking about making sure that they can have a profit from this too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I started getting, uh, uh, I, I will officially say that I finally uh, I am making a livable wage, you know, five and a half years, six years later. And I'm, I'm actually still not the highest paid person in my company. <laughs> I took care of my team. You have I, to. You- I, yeah. I mean, until the end of like, beginning of this year, um, I was paying myself and you're going to think I'm nuts, but, uh, because they always say you can't pay yourself, don't do it. Uh, but I was moving so fast that I needed good team members around me. So I went and got some of the best talent in Tucson. Um, uh, and, uh, it's paid them well. And I kind of grinded, you know, kind of grinded, uh, until my wife, uh, what were you making? Do you mind sharing that number? Uh, to the beginning of this year, I mean, not including certain distributions. And this is five didn't, years in, by the yeah, way, they, some reference. Five years in, and they weren't big distributions. I'll tell you that. Um, I was making about, I'd say thirty thousand. Okay. If that now twenty, probably twenty five. Yeah. Before distributions, and before that, I was making like ten thousand, twelve thousand. I mean, it's the reality Just, of the industry. Yeah. And it's weird because like. We look at like you're in like a restaurant like you. Like we look at these people. And we celebrate these these restaurants doing so good, right? Yeah. And you are doing good. Like, but yeah. even the most successful restaurants, like under the surface, oh, yeah. and it's not just you. Like it's it's most successful restaurants because they recognize that in the early years they have to they have to surround themselves with the best to become the best. You, you have you to, sell. and it, it, it takes like that five years of sweat equity, investing in your team, investing in your assets, yeah. and if you invest in them. It's that long range thinking, right? And they'll yeah. they'll lift you up. Whereas some people, I mean, it kind of goes back and forth in this because then there's like the profit first mentality, right? Yeah. Where like pay yourself first. If you can't pay your bills, no. then you can't take care of your I team. Would, right? I wanted to pay my investors and my team <laughs> so then I could turn around and if I had an opportunity to do it again, the investors didn't think about it. They said, yeah, yeah we already got our money back. Here you go. Go I do mean, it again. You got to make sure you're paying yourself something, right? Yeah, yeah. You and I find did that what, wrong. And I th- well, the other thing is like what, what liabilities did you have? Opening this restaurant, meaning oh. what things like what were your monthly expenses personally when you opened this restaurant? Uh, well, I mean, because zero, I got, you're yeah. living in the restaurant. I right? literally, I was, what were your I was, expenses? Phone, gas. Well, and actually, car? for a while, my phone uh, was turned off. I mean, I was, I was. What money was going out? Your personal liabilities at this time? God, jeez, I'd probably say maybe monthly, maybe like three to four hundred bucks. See, and maybe. that's the lesson right there. Yeah. And I think people need don't realize how lean they need to get. Set yourself yeah. up for success early yeah. on by getting rid of all of your expenses. So yeah. you can be, if you have to be, you can be the last yep. person that gets paid because you don't have a lot of risk when, when I'm, liability. Uh, yeah, when I, when, I, when I said I was, uh, I was fucking broke, I was. Yeah. I, was talk- I wouldn't eat in my restaurant because I couldn't like, be like, 
buying ramen was cheaper than the eggs that we were getting from the farmers. <laughs> the farmers' eggs were twenty two cents. You know, back, you know ramen, Ross, ramen was on cents <laughs> yeah. for you know on, on sale for like twenty cents sometimes. So I'd buy a box yeah. and put it in the coffee machine boiler. And well, just, the reason why I'm getting into this is because you got to get realistic, you know, yeah. and uh, it's meant to be motivational. It's meant to be inspirational, but yeah. it also is meant to show a realistic picture of what it takes to get something off the ground. Yeah, no one owes you anything, you yeah. know, and like you don't 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 expect uh, people just to show up just because you opened it. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to get it. You know, I mean. Uh, you got to grind. Yeah. We're already an hour and 15 minutes into this conversation. It goes by so fast. Uh, We haven't even talked about scaling because now uh, 2015, you opened your second uh, prep and pastry, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that was an East side. That was East side. Yeah. And then in 2018, you opened, I'm sorry, 2019, you opened your third prep and pastry. Uh, Right up in in Scottsdale. Scottsdale, But then your second restaurant was Commoner and Company. Commoner and Company. So maybe I should go. So, yeah. 2013 prep and pastry, mm-hmm. 2015 commoner and company. Two years after, yeah. 2018 second location, yeah. Oh, it's uh, yeah. Of- so 2013, uh, then uh, two years, 2015 uh, commoner, and then 2016 16 was number two east prep, side. Yes, prep and, and then 19 uh, Scottsdale, Scottsdale, and so- then t- June of 2000. 19 was, new location uh, of the original yeah we moved it down the street and i opened uh, august roads a month later brand uh, new facility here yeah um so i kind of want to get into that a little bit yeah um but take us through the scaling like how it's, what was your strategy for scaling uh, i didn't have a strategy it was stupid i um <laughs> i uh at the abbey um one little thing i left out of that is i invested a little small sliver into the abbey okay um unfortunately that restaurateur went uh belly up and bankrupt uh bankruptcy court called me. I was the last investor to get the phone call and they said, hey, you can take this restaurant for, you know, it's yours if you want it. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a, a Northeast yeah. restaurant for free. And, um, and uh, you know, I should have said no. I should have said no to that one. I should have said no to the East Side uh, location. Um, just because, you know, you it's good to be wanted and like leases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the hot thing in Tucson. And uh, but I mean, you there was so much to get done still in, in prep and pastry. There was still like... You're two years into this. Stuff. Yeah. We You're were still reviews. a baby. You're still yeah. growing. You're still finding your identity. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where most people make the mistake, you know, like go, 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 go. Why if, is that a mistake? Uh, because you, you got to make sure everything's tight. Mm. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. I mean, I was still, again, I wasn't working on my business. I was working in it. Mm-hmm. And I still have that problem because I love getting in here and getting yep. down and dirty. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, it's it, it was just... I, if I could take it all back, I tell people all the time, I'll go back to prep and pastries of original location and say no to those two leases. And I would have done probably prep. So the, the, the two leases, the first one being Commander & Co. Uh, what was yeah, the second yeah. lease? Uh, prep Grant, uh, the East Side one. Okay. Yeah, I would have said no to those Okay, uh, if I could take it all back. What, has, just, what was the worst outcome or the most negative outcome from taking it that you think you would have avoided if you didn't take it? I almost I almost closed my whole company. Wow. Uh, the whole company almost went belly up. Uh, again, you know, Praco. Uh, my uh, who gives me my Tuesday real, you know, hey, uh, everyone tells you that you're great, but I think you're terrible. Uh, talk you, again, you need that. Yeah, you do. Um, and uh, uh, it's just, uh, it was too fast. I mean, it, he literally at one time um, covered uh, payroll for me uh, one time in, in uh, uh, up at Commoner because we weren't doing too hot. We opened this like in the northeast side, which is surrounded by all the you know all the money in Tucson, um, and all the money they want to when they go downtown they want to eat that funky cool food, but in the northeast side they want like quiet, 
good, just clean cuisine. Mm-hmm. And we came out doing like downtown style, like, you know, like chicharrones, but, you know, like chicken skin and duck skin and like three different, mm-hmm. you know, and all these, just like too much, like yeah. a duck and waffles, like to, as a uh, breakfast for dinner, as a play on prep and pastry and like shit like that. And holy shit, it was a mess. How'd you turn it around? Uh, or how'd you stay I, afloat? I got in there down it. I got in there. I, I just, I got in there. I started again talking to everyone that came in. What's the feedback around here? What am I getting? I started really review, watching my reviews. I don't get angry at Yelp reviews. I, 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 I dice, we dissect them mm. on all our daily summaries. We actually have the GMs put in there what the reviews came through on those the day before or whatever. And we dissect them and say, okay, was this real or was this person just Being, hates us? Yeah. yeah. Or looking for a free meal. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, things like that. So, um, I, I got in there and got down and dirty and we, we flipped it. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Now, now we run like a meatloaf and that meatloaf is so fucking good. It is house ground. Uh, I mean, it's it, every single piece of meat's house ground with mashed potatoes. Like, and that's like a stupid example, but we also have a, uh, harissa, uh, like a harissa sambal like style, uh, lamb over a uh, planta, you know, with a uh, fresh, uh, wilted, uh, winter greens. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, it, it like, now we're we're doing like really cool stuff, just yeah. approachable for yeah. our demographic. I mean, you, you had a Kyle Nottingham come on. Was that 2015? That was uh yeah. Well, actually, 2000 uh like end of 16, 17. Okay. He he headed Miraval where you know Oprah Winfrey and all the celebrities yeah. fly out there and go like hang out, and he he kind of started that foraging and uh that that really high end like wow like you know the foraging mushrooms and roasting yep. over open fires and you know. And this kid is, he's, I always joke with him, like, can you become famous already so I don't have to work? <laughs> he, he needs to be on Food Network. Yeah. I mean, this guy's good. Um, yeah. He's 30 years old. How'd you recruit um, somebody like this? With being so little and young in, uh, you know, well, as a young company, like, what'd you offer him to leave this 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 restaurant that's, you know, where Oprah, Oprah Winfrey? Well, you know, he, he, he had a... It, I knew that, like being out in Miraval, he doesn't get recognition. You got Chef Ryan Clark, Brian Smith, and all these other guys in town that are just, you know, the Fentons, and um, they're 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 getting all this recognition. In a guy he's like that, shadow. huh? Yeah, and he's yeah. just out there doing his thing. He's doing great things. So I, I I just reached out, and he actually reached out to me like the day before I was going to reach out to him. He said, "Hey, what are you doing? Let's let's just meet up." Because I knew he had a food truck. Yeah, uh, kind of doing a food truck on so the side. So at this point, did he, see, he had the food truck. He was still working for these people. He had his own hustle on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had like he'd yeah. do pop ups. So yeah. I I went to one of his pop ups and ate some of the food. And I was like, God, this is fucking good. Yeah. And um, it's just we started small chat, flirting, seeing what he does, what he likes. And then all of a sudden, I said, "We need to meet up." Like I have these three restaurants. I, I already kind of committed to another one in uh, the, in Scottsdale. Like I need someone. I'm doing kitchen and front, yeah. and I'm not a kitchen guy. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, and this is uh, why I'm asking about about, about Kyle because I know that like you gotta you 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 came up front of house. You know yeah. food, but it's not your lane. Oh, don't get me wrong. I can get down and dirty now in a saute. Uh, <laughs> I can get all the weak side uh, yeah. stations. Uh, I can do all weak side. I can't do uh, you know the 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 sautés or anything like the the heavy sautés. But uh, you had the the intuition to get out of that lane because it wasn't uh, your lane, I, and to get get somebody who could far exceed you in that. lane. He was, he puts me to shame when it comes to menus. Yeah. And I think the, the other cool thing that you mentioned is that, um, well, you were his opportunity, right? Yeah. Like Cause he had the skill, but he yeah. didn't have, he was, was he the executive chef of these restaurants or yeah, chef he was, de cuisine? He was the executive chef okay. up there. So I made him, um, I offered him to be a partner chef. Okay. Um, so I offered him, uh, a big piece of this pie. I mean, yeah. he's my, him, Brian Pracco and I are like 
How like, did you have the balls to give up so much of what you worked so hard for? So, you know, okay, so this, here's one good thing uh, that I always kind of live by. You know, okay, um, uh, you can have, you could, you know, let's put it this way. 70% of, of one thing yeah. is a lot less than 51% of 10 things. Yeah. But what do you want? Like, do you really, you know, I control 51% because I want my thing. But, you know, when it comes down to the kitchen, Kyle controls 51% of that. Yeah. Like, I, I really, I throw my two cents in on some verbiage and some things because, you know, chefs want to say, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know. They want to do like a bone marrow butter on a, a burger. I'm like, I'll oh, stop it. No one wants it. Let's stop it. <laughs> Just do a garlic. Like, let's, let's get, let's, let's I think ease this a, up you know, a little you're bit. Important. Well, you mentioned that, you know, being that 51% is huge, being majority is yeah. huge. But at the same time, when you start something from scratch, you earn that 1%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you earn that 1%. And uh, I think it's fair that even offering somebody 49% or whatever it was yeah. um, is huge. Yeah. He's, I mean, and, you know, by this time, you know, Billy's gone and Will's gone and, I have my, you know. So were I, they? Did you did you buy them out? Like, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had some other investors buy them out, and then I bought those shares back later on. Okay. And, um. So yeah, I just I had the, the I had to offer him something good to yeah. get over here. I mean, yeah. he has a little one, and he's he's got you know. And what was the impact on the business since bringing him? Oh, jeez, Jesus! It was just like, I mean, he makes like I was running, you know, back then when I was the head chef, uh, I was running like you know twenty nine percent food cost, maybe thirty two yeah. up at Commoner. He he literally runs with his eyes closed like twenty seven percent at Commoner, yeah, and makes it look fifty times better than I ever could make it look. <laughs> and he knows the trends. Like yeah. I was always he's following. plugged into that part of the business. Yeah, you know, that's that's his link. Yeah, I would get on Pinterest or like you know odd stock. Uh, I love stuff like I love stalking some restaurateurs around the nation. Uh, my favorite for sure is Renee. Uh, is it Dickerson up in Seattle? Okay, the Whale Winds, yeah. uh, Walrus and the Carpenter. Yeah. Yep. She's like my favorite restaurateur. Uh, her and Michael Schurner. Have you been to the Walrus at the Carpenter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, you I'm would obsessed. never know that place is there. Oh, it's... It's so tucked it's, away behind... And um, it's packed. Uh, the, the other there. Yeah, um, the, the, the bar that the... the I can't that, believe I had these people on the show. I can't believe... The, oh, the one with the mirror where you right see through front, the glass. Right right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know which that one is. I was so obsessed yeah, with her. Man. Later. But, you know, like, you know, I'd see what they're doing. And like, okay, I can tweak it this way down here, you know, because we're Southwest. People want mesquite and they yeah. want to kind of, you know choya buds and things like that we used local kind of things like she was doing so i was always copying if yeah. i'm being honest well i mean uh, every everybody i mean every great yeah. artist starts something and yeah they make, they make it their own they have that foundation yeah, yeah. And now, now kyle like he's always ahead of those trends always starting them and, yeah. and he makes it so much nicer and cheaper yeah always uh, um, and when he came on board how did your life change what were you able to do that you weren't able to do when he wasn't there to actually go see Brian Pracco every day and get make sure my numbers were correct to, and to get back investor relations, yeah. yeah. But you know, like it was just it, it, he was he was worth. I yeah. mean, he's on. Don't tell him this, but he's worth double. What he's doing. <laughs> uh, but I'll be sure know. to tag him in the post. When this yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, anything we have not discussed up to this point, anything that you were hoping we would discuss that we didn't bring to the, the table. What about anything yeah. that's like near and dear to your heart that you think the industry needs to be more aware of? Anything along those lines? You know, honestly, uh, uh, you know, one one thing that I always like always say to my team, like you never know what anyone's going through, like in the restaurant, uh, a guest in the restaurant outside there. You, you don't know people's situations, so seek to understand. Mm. Like, and that's a line that my wife says to me all the time. Yeah. She's like, seek to understand, just slow yeah. it down, like. 
So just like Wait, is that one of the seven habits of highly effective people? First seek to understand, and then seek to be understood. Probably she's like fifty <laughs> times better uh, business woman, business <laughs> I person than I familiar. ever will be. But she and she reads all those books and uh, yeah, just seek to understand. You know, like maybe someone, maybe something really bad did yeah. happen to someone. Um, Benefit and, of the doubt, right? Yeah, it, it's just, you never know why that person might be an asshole that day. Exactly. It, I'm sure you're going to be an asshole one day, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you, and you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, I just had a bad day. You know? mm. So just seek to understand. That's, yep. that's the one thing I like, can really actually care. If you don't like actually care when people come through that door, this is an emotional, uh, 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 you know, decision. Yeah. People are deciding to spend their yeah. hard earned money with, with you. Like be excited that they decided to spend it with you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I follow uh, the, the restaurant owners and operators Facebook group and there's like 7,000 yeah. members in it. And like the people that post to this group, the operators that post to this group, it's, it's almost like a, it's like they don't seek to understand. They just like to, to like bitch, bitch about the, how yeah. hard it is to run a restaurant. I'm, and it's just like, well, I'm going to call something know. out right now and I'll, <laughs> I'll probably get yelled at by a bunch yeah. of these chefs. There's this uh, Tucson chefs page. Mm. Okay. And all they do is bitch. And I, yeah, and <laughs> they're gonna, they're, I'm gonna give myself away, but I have a, I don't have Facebook. Yeah. I, I have a fake account and I follow prep and pastry just to make sure all my restaurants and I, I'm in the chef's page. I don't know how they accepted me. Um, they asked me where I worked and I said Applebee's. Um, <laughs> they let me in, um, under a fake name and, uh, uh all they do is bitch. Yeah. And I just sit there and like, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, like why? Like this person that you're bitching about literally just paid your bills. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? Mm. Like, yeah, fucking stop. It's no, it's, it's no better than what's happening on Yelp about your restaurants. You know what I mean? It's like, don't, it's, and maybe that person actually had something helpful to tell you. And, uh, you know, like if you're sitting there bitching about them, just, if you have that time and energy to go on Facebook and bitch about something, you're probably have time and energy to go out there and say hi to someone and like, give like, I don't know, go donate, donate your time, go donate your, you know, do something yeah, good. Awesome. Like stop being an asshole. I love this conversation. I like to wrap up the free flowing portion of the conversation by asking my guest, uh, based off the mission statement is to inspire, empower and transform the mm-hmm. industry. How have you transformed? Who are you today versus the man you were back in 2013, six years ago when you opened your first restaurant? Seek to understand. I used to be a monster. When I first <laughs> opened, I was throwing plates. I was punching walls. I was a monster. Um, and then one day I saw this gentleman that I, uh, I uh, fired, um, and I was so reactional. I was like, every firing was so personal, and I was so mean. Um, and uh, uh, he, I saw him with his kid. I was like, what a fucking dickhead I am. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, and, and now he has these kids, yeah. and like I fired him just over something something so little and so yeah. stupid. And just, you know, and maybe that guy was stayed up all night with his newborn and yeah, he was like don't know. slacking. Yeah. You know, that's why he was like slacking. So, yeah. and I actually, I did, mind you, I did hire him back. Okay. Um, and literally that day, yeah. I just stopped. I stopped yeah. yelling. I stopped like, why do you have to yell? Why, why yeah. you have to punch the wall? Like, what am I doing? I'm getting nothing out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just, you know, that's, that's, it's changed me. I'm telling you, I probably had some nightmare stories around Tucson with, in my early days about yeah. me. And now... I want everyone to actually really enjoy working at Prep, I love Commoner, or August. I love it. Awesome stuff, man. This has been a great conversation. One more Thanks, quick man. break to thank our sponsors, and we're going to bust out a quick speed round. Who wants to pop off the new year with some badass resolutions? Well, here are a few suggestions. Lower your food costs by 5% 
on your kitchen inventory, lower your pour costs by 10% on your bar purchasing, or why not lower your labor costs by up to 30 hours a month? Heck, why not crush all three of these resolutions? Well, with a Beveger and Foodager, you can, and the new year won't even see you coming. If you're thinking it does not get any better than this, you would be wrong because these tools work with your phone, they connect to your POS, and they scale to multiple locations, and this is just scratching the surface. If you want to learn more, head over to Beveger or Foodager.com slash unstoppable. That's Beveger, B-E-V-A-G-E-R.com or Foodager, F-O-O-D-A-G-E-R.com slash unstoppable. If you use those links, you can save up to $200 on your POS integration. What are you waiting for? We're back, and the first question I have for you is what is your it factor, a habit, a trait, a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success? Uh, Hospitality-driven. Hospitality-driven. What is your biggest weakness? Uh, Organization. (laughs) What is one thing you feel... Why did I... I'm going to ask that question over again. That's way too... How did I jump down to like the seventh question? No. I'm a knucklehead. Jared's laughing at me right now or shaking his head. Uh, I'll ask that over. What's one question you ask or thing you look for in uh, during the interview process? Uh, what do you want to do outside of here? What are you looking for? Uh, someone to leave us for a better opportunity. Okay. Sounds weird. But. Well, I mean, it shows they have aspirations. Yes. Right. Um, what is your biggest challenge today? Um, getting everyone to buy into what we do. Okay. And how do you get them to buy in? Uh, lead by example. Okay. What is one code of conduct or behavior you teach your team? A way to be, a way to act, a core value? Uh, always be nice. Leave whatever happened at the door. I love it. What is one uncommon standard of service you teach your team? So this is something that's common within your four walls, a way you go above and beyond what's expected from your guests uh, that's not common within the rest of the industry. Uh, comp. Comp. Like, <laughs> they, if you have a feeling they don't love it, comp it. We'll talk about it later. Awesome. Uh, is there like a limit on what you're allowed to comp? Do you, do you cap it someplace? No, we'll know if someone's taking advantage, yeah. you know, but just, just make sure they're happy. Yeah. They don't love it. What's one book to make us a better person or restaurant operator? Um, you know, I uh, just started... Um, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go back to the E myth. Yeah, E myth, and I apologize. Setting the table, Danny yep. Meyer. Yep. those are the two. If if you haven't read those, you need yeah. to get it. Uh, Danny Meyer, setting the table, probably the most, uh, not probably, absolutely the most recommended book by far on the show. And the E myth is a must read for anybody yeah. in this industry. And it actually profiles a pie maker, yeah. right? And the the E myth stands for the entrepreneurial myth, yeah. which is, hey. Um, I'm good at making pies. Yeah. And I should, I, I can make way more money if I made pies for myself than somebody else. And you yeah. go open your own business. You're like, holy shit, there's way more than just making pies. Yes. And like, it's learning all that extra stuff that you have to do. And it's a really great book. Both those books are on audio. So if you head over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable, you're supporting the show. $15 will go to me if you sign up. Thank you in advance if you use my links. And do you want to reflect on any of those books before we move to the next one? You know, uh, uh, it was the e myth, yeah. you know. There's uh, there's the 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 manager, the entrepreneur, and uh, the uh, 
uh, the worksman. Yeah. You know, like you, you gotta, you gotta release, you know, you just can't be all three of them all the time. You're, I think it's the, the manager, the entrepreneur and the technician. Yes. Are the yeah. Three. You yeah. can't, you can't, you can't be all three. Yep. If, you, if you're being the technician, then you're missing out on being the, you know, the, the yeah. entrepreneur, you know, you gotta let it go. Yeah. And just yep. to give us some examples, the manager would be your, your, was it Patrick, the, the, the ops guy or the, I wrote notes up here. Hold on. Uh, uh, is it your financer? Your yeah, yeah, Pratko, Pratko is your yeah, manager. Yeah. He's managing. He's yeah. keeping you in track. Yeah. Uh, and then you hired your technician, Kyle Nottingham, the guy yeah. who's good at doing the thing. It, right? And now Kim Kaiser, uh, the op- director of operations yeah. partner, um, she she gets my crazy and she runs all operations yeah. of hospitality. And it sounds like you're the entrepreneur, the visionary. The I am, yeah. Guy, yeah. Right? So you got to get in those lanes. Yeah. So the next question I have for you is, that was the end of the books, right? Yeah. yeah. What is one thing you feel restaurant tours don't do well enough or often enough. Um, again, I just I uh, beating a dead horse here, but caring, yeah, caring, just caring it. about who's coming through the door. What is one service you've outsourced? So this is a new question I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm looking for is somebody who's an expert, an authority, uh, yeah. somebody who has a special skill that you went to to learn more or to improve your business, whether it's marketing, accounting, yeah. whatever. Fill in the blank. Who's one outsource or one person you've outsourced to? Um, I'll go to uh, to FJI Design in Scottsdale. I did all my design prior. She is life changing. She showed me how. Who is she? Dala. I apologize. <laughs> Dala with FJI Design. Yeah. Um, she she opened my eyes to like, oh wow, like I I, I just don't go on Pinterest and choose a bunch of things and yeah. do it. It looks it looks splo- you know splotchy. Yeah. Um, and she's uh, she's like my ride or die now. Yeah. You know I you you only get like. Uh, to you know, you say you get three phone calls with her. Like for, you know, I've literally called her like twenty five times. So she's attached with me now, and uh, you know, my next project, she's our, I'm calling her right when I leave you today to nice. you know, get Tell all her the I help. Said hi, because she oh, tagged you in my post when she saw that I was coming. And, and I'm not here. just saying this yeah. because she tagged me or anything. Because yeah. um, I actually, I'm only on Instagram on the weekends. Yeah, I like I re-download it to check my restaurants. Yeah. Um, because if you have time to check your Instagram, you have time <laughs> to do some paperwork. I'm telling you that. Um, so uh, uh, she she's just opened my eyes of like the flow and yeah the what people think when they see certain things. Nice. And, what uh, was the name of the, the company one more time? FJI Design. And that's Dala. Dala. She's she's amazing. All right. We'll link yeah. to that in the show notes if you're in the uh, Arizona Tucson area looking for some uh, design. She, she did someone in like Dubai, I think something nice. like crazy. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the next question I have for you is what is one piece of technology you've adopted within your four walls that's had a huge impact on operations, communications, profitability, anything along those lines? Compete. Compete. What is compete? Compete is a restaurant accounting software. It literally, it shows me if my chicken Raised uh, went up five percent. It will it will message me. Mm-hmm. It controls. It, it's invoicing. It's it's labor costing. It's scheduling. It's it's everything. It's an all in one platform. It, my Aloha systems read to compete and tells me if my restaurants. It gives me live P and Ls daily. Mm-hmm. I could show you my P and L right now at this day and know what we're going to make today. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the last question I have for you. You ready for it? Yeah. It's a big one. Get ready. If you got the news, you'd be leaving this world tomorrow. Uh-huh. All the memories of you, your work, and your restaurants would be lost with your departure, with the exception of three pieces of wisdom you could leave behind for the good of humanity and for your legacy. What would those three pieces of wisdom be? Seek to understand. I've said One. it. Yeah. <laughs> Seek to understand. Be nice. Be nice, too. Uh, and uh, honestly, just... 
Gosh, uh, you're not owed anything. You're not owed anything. Work for it. Love it. Beautiful stuff. I've enjoyed this conversation so much, Thanks, Nathan. Man. Thank you. I wrap up every chat by calling somebody out. Who's a restaurant operator, somebody you respect and admire and believe would be a great guest mentor like you made for us today? You know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm not just saying this because he's my partner, Kyle Nottingham, oh. but uh, I'll go to another gentleman I look up to, uh, Nick Camposano out of Scottsdale Okay. Um, uh, with Clever Coy across the pond in fellow Osteria. Um, he is, uh, he's the whole package, man. He's just nice. He's, uh, he's charming. He's, he runs great shops and his restaurants are just crushing it. One restaurant tour of the year over Sam Fox in Phoenix. Awesome. I mean, that's not even allowed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that guy just, he's just, he's the shit. So, he really is. And Nick and Kyle, look out guys. I'm coming after you. I'd love yeah. to get you on the show and let the folks at home know, how can we connect with you? Maybe we are inspired by your story. Maybe we're young and hungry. We want to come join your team. You're expanding, you're growing. Um, mm-hmm. What's the best way to connect? You know, uh, you know, you could go admin at prep and It just comes right to me and my office team. Yeah. Um, past that, you know, prep and pastry on Instagram, August roads on Instagram and commoner on Instagram. I mean, mainly prep preps, the, Perhaps that power ho- uh, powerhouse on uh, that uh, Instagram out there. So follow them. Awesome. They're I'm, fun. And I think this is episode 681. Oh, geez. 681. So head yeah. over to slash 681. If it's not 681, it's going to be 682. I apologize for no. <laughs> Exactly. But it'll be one of those episodes. Go check it out. And again, thank you so much, Nathan, Thanks, for taking man. the time. I appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure to share your story, your knowledge, and your mentorship. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Thanks. Cheers. There we go. Another one in the archive here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Nathan Aries, thank you so much. Uh, man, what a great time I had uh, speaking with Nathan and uh, getting to know his team. And the, the, the big takeaways for me in today's conversation, the ones I feel like I need to bring back to the service or to the surface today uh, is that realness of labor costs and food costs. And what I love from today's conversation is that, you know, we need to track these things, right? And I love the emphasis that Nathan put on the daily summaries. And it starts with you creating these habits, creating these routines, and getting your managers to, to track all these numbers, right? And when we track these numbers, we can make changes, right? We can see where we were, and we can try to improve. But you don't know where you are until you start tracking it. You need that reference point. And that, that's what this is doing for you in your business is getting those, ref- those reference points, right? You can track it. And then you have something to compare yourself to. This is how we get into that great game of business, right? Where it becomes fun, you know, because now you can try to beat yourself and you can get your your team involved and get them to get creative to find better ways to improve. And uh, you cannot underestimate and undervalue the importance of tracking. And I just want to bring... Uh, you know, attention to that. I also love the grittiness from Nathan in today's conversation and uh, what he was willing to do to, to, to get the ball moving and to, to break out on his own and the real, the, the reality of it. I mean, you know, he, he shared his numbers. He wasn't making big money uh, for most of his, uh, like his, his time as an owner until recently, you know, and I, I love that we get into the stuff in the interviews because it, it paints a real picture of what it takes to be successful in this industry. You, you have to sacrifice early on. I think Nathan really uh, showed us what level of sacrifice is necessary. Living out of your, your kitchen, right? Uh, you know, not really having anything like making 
10,000, I think he said, or, or maybe a little bit more a year. Uh, you know, it, it takes tons of sacrifice. And that's one other thing I want to bring to the surface is that, you know, it's so important to get your, your personal liabilities as small as possible. What do I mean by liabilities? I'm talking about bills, things you're responsible for in your personal life, because, uh, you're, you're not going to have a lot of resources when you're getting started. So get those liabilities as low as possible so you can be nimble, so you can not have to be stressed about you know paying your, your, your mortgage or your car payment. Like Get rid of all your liabilities so you can put all of yourself into your business because you're going to need to be so lean and scrappy early on. I think, again, Nathan was a great example of that. Um, and just, you know, the, the, that grassroots scrappiness to get the, the word out, to, to get on... Uh, people's radars, right? It's, it's it's up to you. Awesome stuff today. I love today's conversation. And um, you might be thinking to yourself, wow, well, why is Eric talking so much after this interview? Well, this is something I used to do all the time. I used to have closing thoughts after every episode and um, I want to get back to it. So uh, part of my New Year's resolution 2020 is to to slow down, uh, to get more intimate, or sorry, to get more intimate, to slow down, to get more intimate and to communicate better and uh, to ask for help. So, I mean, what do I mean by that? Uh, slowing down, uh, getting closer to my work. For for a little while, I was outsourcing to my boy, Jared. Uh, he's still working with me, uh, but I'm no longer outsourcing the, the editing of the episode because I want to be able to listen to the conversation again. I want to be able to take notes on what I learned from that and really follow the the, the trail, right? The, the clues, the, the breadcrumbs to to take note of these things. But in order to do that, I need to get closer to the work um, and, and slow down and be more thoughtful. And the truth of the matter is I, I consider myself a very thoughtful person. And when you're going, 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 just trying to get to the next project, trying to record the next episode, it doesn't leave much time for thoughtfulness. So this is why I'm going to be slowing down. I might not publish two episodes a week every week. I might miss a week. You know what? That's okay. If it means I get to work on that episode a little bit longer, polish it, that you know, polish that episode and get it to where it, it needs to be to serve you best, right? So that's what I mean by slow down and then um, becoming more intimate. I think I explained that pretty well. Uh, you know, slowing down and being just much more thoughtful about my content and really doing a deep dive and going after people that really I think you guys need to listen to. So I'm going to be just way more intentional going into 2020 and then communicate better. What do I mean by this? Um, I'm not really good at communicating to you what I need from you, my listeners, to make Restaurant Unstoppable successful in 2020 and going into the future even beyond that. So what I what I mean by that, basically, I need to ask for help. I need to tell you guys uh, when it's time for you to uh, or how to support this podcast in ways you can support this podcast from today, right? We had Compete recommended. We had uh, FJI Design recommended, and we had a couple books recommended. So if you're reaching out to these products and services, let them know, hey, I discovered you through Restaurant Unstoppable. Maybe there is an affiliation going on there. Uh, or maybe they're one of my sponsors. And when, when these things happen, when you let these people know that you, you discovered their tools and resources through me, that lets them know that they are uh, you know, getting a return on their investment, sponsoring the show, or maybe there's an affiliation. And that means I get paid for referring people uh, at no extra expense to you. And I'm pretty transparent about when those opportunities pop up. But these are ways you can help support the show. Um, and then like those books, always being recommended on the show. So use the links in the show notes if there's a book you discovered. If you guys are listening to this on iTunes, all you got to do is scroll down um, in the iTunes app and there's like literally links right there. You don't even have to leave your iTunes app. You can purchase books recommended on the show 
straight from the app you're listening to this on. So um, super easy. And again, that's on me because I, I wasn't communicating that well to you. And um, yeah, this is kind of the stuff I'm talking about. So uh, this is how I want to be better in the future. And uh, I appreciate you, I appreciate you in advance for using those links and supporting the show. And uh, I'm I'm super excited for 2020. It's gonna be a great year. Uh, thanks again to today's guest Nathan Aries. You were awesome. And uh, yeah, anything else? Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. One more thing. In the past, I've hosted these mastermind groups. Um, I think I've hosted a total of, of six or eight groups together. I took some time off the past year uh, because honestly, I was going like a madman going like a madman. Uh, I put over 17,000 miles on my car in the past three months alone, four months alone. Uh, so when I'm on the road traveling like a madman, I don't always have that time to slow down and to, to be still and present with my listeners. And I want to get back to that. That's what I mean by this intimacy. So um, these masterminds, what is a mastermind? It's basically a way to uh, connect with other people like-minded people with similar goals and to support one another. That's the easiest way to explain what a mastermind is. So in the past, uh, you know, I've had some really great groups. Um, I've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't work with trial and error with these mastermind groups. So I think I'm getting better and better and better. And I'm really excited about that. So I'm looking for at least four or three people to join the mastermind group. I'm looking to, to get together with this group once a month for a minimum of six months and uh, there is a fee associated with this, guys. It's $100 a month. Why do I do that? Because if you don't show up, honestly, if you don't show up, it doesn't work. So when people put the money up front to pay for these services, they're more likely to show up. And, uh, you know, it's also supporting the show. To be completely frank, I need the support to con- continue to get these interviews in front of you guys. I'm driving all over the country. I'm not doing the shitty little Skype calls. I'm not doing, uh, you know, these, these over these internet communication. Like you, you can't connect with somebody like that the way I can connect with these people. When I, when I drive to their restaurant, I show up in person, but it takes money and I need support. So please, um, if you are interested in, uh, supporting the show and if you're interested in making 2020 the best year yet for you and surrounding yourself with other like-minded passionate people you know it's lonely at the top you don't have to do it alone let's get a group of people to you know help each other out uh, if you're interested in that that sounds good uh, i would not delay i would probably email me eric at restaurant unstoppable uh, right after this recording and uh get signed up for that because it's going to be badass and i'm super excited for it and um now i think i can say goodbye all right this was great guys thanks for sticking around this long until next time peace out